Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, March 17th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger are here with me to talk Ooh. about everything going on in video games. Feels like it's longer than a week. It wasn't, though. This was last Thursday, right? Yeah, it does feel like it's been forever. Why? That's weird. I Why? think it's because I've been playing too much Elden Ring and, and life's depressing. <laughs> oh. And that's like beautiful sunshine being with both of you. Two bright, sunshiny faces. Oh, listen to that. That feels good to hear that. I like that. Um, I feel the same way. And look, uh, we're we're all getting to hang out and talk about our favorite pastime, our favorite hobby, uh, that being video games. And there's a lot to talk about. We'll get to it in a second. We also have part two of that list that we found of the games heralded as great art. Got a lot of feedback on that. A lot of people talking. So keep talking because we got the next era coming up today. Very exciting. Before we do that, though, this. Squeenix, or Square Enix as they're known more properly, uh, continues to be clueless about how streaming works. John, I'm going to let you tell me about this one because I'll bet this annoyed you. Yeah. Most of all. And I think it annoyed Bo too based on uh, his tweets. But like, you know, they've... I don't want to lump it in and just say they're the only company. And I don't want to say that it's just a Japan thing too because that's a generalization but also generally true. Um. You kind of notice this uh, first popping up in certain games. I think Persona 5 might have been one of them. Um, I know Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake was one of them, where 
they allow it to be streamed, but they get very precious about certain elements of it not being shared and not being shown. Yeah. Uh, in the case of Persona, I think if you were streaming on the default, like off the PS4, not you know doing Twitch or anything like that, uh, it would cut off the visuals and the audio anytime you got to a cutscene. In the case of Final Fantasy VII Remake, you couldn't stream the last level and the ending of the game. And now they've got a new game that is uh, out called Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, I think is the full name. Yeah, we're the, we famously got this thing here. I'm here to kill chaos. That's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. The chaos killing simulator. Yeah. And I was pretty excited about it. Like it is a game that looks incredibly stupid, uh, (laughs) but in that perfect magical way where they're not trying to make a stupid game. They've somehow accidentally made a stupid game, and as a result, it's fun to laugh with and at it because it's not trying too hard. It's that that right level of earnestness. Like, mm. no, guys, this is cool. Because you've got the, the moments in there, and this was in the trailer, where you've got the girl who's like, I decided I wanted to become Chaos, and that would be fine. And then I decided Chaos isn't real. And the main character, Jack, just goes, bullshit and then he puts in his he puts in his ear pods and turns on limp biscuit and walks away yeah gets outside turns off the song takes him out and then continues the conversation it's and weird. you're like it's very what weird. the hell is this game yeah. like what is this it has a weird audacity to it and i was really excited about it but here we are yeah history repeats yeah it comes with a great big message uh, that you can that they've tweeted out and that you see when you load up the game where it says, hey, if you're going to stream this game, you can't stream when it plays the song my way, which, you know, that's useful information. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, hey, here's some licensed music that can get you in trouble. Sure. But then they also said, by the way you can't show the ending or the in cinematic or anything like that. Yeah. Here's their exact language. Say do not, do not live stream post videos or post anything from the ending of the game, including without limitation, the content following the final battle up until the end to be continued Finn or similar messaging is displayed. Lame. And the other thing, it's in perpetuity. Yeah. It's not like a typical, like, Hey, we'd really like you to not post spoilers for a couple weeks. They have said, like, no, this is what we want it to be forever. Nobody should share this. And it just shows a fundamental lack of understanding on what streaming is and does for video games. And the comparison I put it to on Twitter was it's like going, man, I'm really worried about getting shot in this gunfight. So I'll just shoot myself and then I'll be out of the gunfight. Like, Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, you're not going to prevent spoilers from getting out there. People are still going to upload what happens. People are still going to talk about it. People are still going to find a way to share it. So you're not preventing these things from existing. All you're doing is you're getting people like me going, oh, I was going to stream that game, but now I'm not going to. Yeah. It's it's really self-defeating for them. I don't know why they do this. argument to be made about... um you know, it's just, it's kind of a seller's market in this area because, you know, I've watched like full the movie versions of video games and then not delivered money to the company that made it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I'm thinking at all of these, like, you're right, Sean, like, everyone's going to say, like, this is not how video games work, it's a part of the marketing, etc. But I'm sure, like, every, at least, corporate structure, there's a group of people somewhere that are like, if we could really stop this to ensure that everyone who's enjoying our product gives us money for it, mm. we want to do that. Yeah, so, you're, you're yeah. not wrong. I, like Nintendo did this, tried really hard to do this. I just think the genie's out of the bottle and it's not a war worth having with your fans. It's just already out there. If people don't want to be spoiled, they can avoid spoilers. And if they, I guess it's like a book. Let's say I'm going to sell you a book, Bo. Here's your book. Uh, part three of the vast, uh, the, the trilogy known as the Long Dong trilogy. It's in my favorite fantasy books. And the third one's got a major ending. You know, it'd be great if you didn't tell anybody about the ending so they can find out for themselves. But I'm not going to like go after you or shut you down or come to your house and put tape over the ending or you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make yeah, sense. But if 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 I read it, like if I decide to stream a book by reading it cover to cover, like I'm not publishing their book, but I am sharing the material with an audience that's not paying the admission fee of buying the book, right? Sure, yeah, but yeah. I think the I think that's a short sighted view and I think you're right that I think that is what companies think. Like I think that's the fear, right? Like I understand where this decision comes from. Someone goes, hey, people will stream this game and people will watch it and then not buy it because they watched it. Yeah. And that will 100 percent happen. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. People are going to, first of all, do that no matter what, whether that's looking up things on YouTube or just going, all right, well, I'll watch them stream the parts they can stream, and then I will just go find out what the ending is and still not buy it. But I think the amount of people that they lose because somebody watched it on a stream is less than the amount of people they will gain by having streamers embrace your game, show it off, and get a larger community of people going, oh, let's buy into it. Mm -hmm. And so I see someone in the chat, uh, Lucky or Nut, great name. To be honest, I'm surprised companies are not asking for a percentage from streaming profits. Yeah, there's a reason. Because streaming has been shown to be an, an, an amazing marketing opportunity for games. Yeah, Look what happened out. when Asmongold decided to stream Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. They had to shut sales of that game down because yeah. it became so big. Because of and streamers, that, yeah. It, right. That was based on streamers yep. like you. We are in a place where somebody deciding to stream a game, it's not going to be 100 percent of their audience jumps on and, and buys the game, but it puts it in more eyes and thus puts it in more homes. You and the number of people who do that. It, it's it's much higher than the people that are going to go, well, why would I buy that? I watched a stream played of it. Isn't it different for MMOs and for a one and done game? Like probably so you know these games are only hot the first few weeks of launch and unless they you know hit a miracle note and get a second life as like a game of the year mm -hmm. or a thing like that or just a beloved game most games are going to make most of their sales in the first few weeks and then if half the people who would potentially buy it because the reasons outlined but they're like i'm just going to watch my favorite streamer stream it mm -hmm. like i i'm convinced that this music, because the music industry is is definitely doing this. It's it's having an effect. People are not streaming music nearly as much as I used to see all the time. In fact, it makes me sad that I can't jam out to my favorite songs with people watching. At a certain point, we're gonna get we're gonna get to a point where the technology is gonna be there for and DMC and stuff like that for maybe stuff like this where it can tell if you're playing on a certain level or something like that, or you'd be required to register. Like if you could connect your games to a streaming service so it could 
authenticate and allow you to stream what you can and then what you can't. And then, you know, you'll get reported and take down notices the same way. Like maybe not this year, but like in 2030 and 2040, like I don't see them allowing this to go on. And I think the reasons you outlined are right. It's a good marketing tool and they should leave it alone, but they're just not gonna. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's stupid, but I mean, companies making the wrong choice is not new. Um, mm, but it, it, yeah. it is dumb, but like music, you can almost make an argument like, okay, it makes sense. You have a place you can listen to music books, like your example of if somebody got on and read a book and, you know, I can see that being a problematic. The difference is anybody who has watched a video game be live streamed knows that it is not the same experience that they will have if they buy that game themselves. Even on your most linear of games, watch any live stream and you're going to see people going, why are you going there? You should go here. Mm. You should do this. Hey, do this. Hey, there's a secret over here. People immediately want to get participatory watching video games be played. And I think Mm -hmm. that instinct turns into you know what? Screw it. I'm just by myself. Yeah. This idiot doesn't know how to play this game. Well, even I'm if it go buy the game, even and if I'm it doesn't, go and e- do the thing. Even if it doesn't, and if all of that scenes and you know uh, just anecdotal, the the raw data is sales go up when these companies, let alone have streamers who are interested in their products, like work directly with their streamers. There's there's a reason why Valorant took hold quickly and stayed, and probably would not have otherwise. It I wasn't going to do it just on it out between different game types, though. Well, for I sure, games yeah, there's a, a broad brush. Like, like I don't think this. I think a game like Valorant wants to be streamed. No, you're it you're making a good point. Does better to be streamed. You're making a really good point. And it, I, what I'm what I wanted to get to here is, I think ultimately it's down to these companies wanting to feel like they're in full control. And right now they're not in full control. They happen to benefit from that particular loss of control. And it, it, you know, they're making more money by this, by streaming and, and, and YouTubing and all this stuff happening. They make way more money with that existing than they do without it. But they don't control that. And they want to control that. So, yes, they want to have the benefits of it, but they want to be able to control maybe how much of it or do the endings get shown. Just like yeah. you said earlier, I think Bo's right. I, th- I think Bo's I think right. it's the they're style gonna- of game. I think, I think they're happy to have Final Fantasy stream 24-7. I don't think it's... Pro- I think it's Final Fantasy VII Remake was like... like a game that is sold like it's like a more like a movie. It's basically half a movie, mm-hmm. right? You you can cut out all the gameplay and have the movie, and that's seen as a draw to purchase a ticket. Um, you're essentially pirating that movie uh, if you're watching and not earning earning an income. And I think that's how they view this. A lot of the draw is the great story and beautiful effects. It's it's not dissimilar, right? I mean, there was a TV meta on on Twitch for a little while, which seems insane to me, like that anyone would think it would be okay to stream television materials, but, you know, there you go. Um, Given how litigious, you know, TV would probably be in movies and stuff, it seems crazy. Like, YouTube's a different thing. So, I I just think, when it comes to these, like, these style of projects that are one and done, like, you know, that's why I'm like, Doom Eternal doesn't have a big story. That game wants to be streamed. If you want to have fun doing what the guy's doing, that's good. But a lot of these games aren't that good. They're designed to be like playable, 
and then you get to the story bit and then you enjoy it. Like they're not, when I say not that good, I mean, they're not that good in the way that you're going to be playing it for years. They're good in the way that you're going to play it for 10 hours, 40 hours, and then never look at it again. Sure. Yeah. But I don't think that's true because I I think there, I think this is, this is why, because there are plenty of examples where you can see where it's just false. There are plenty of games that have put no restrictions on streaming that are narrative games that have done just fine. Last Mm -hmm. of us part two sold amazingly well, a game based in 100% on its narrative with no streaming restrictions and plenty of people streamed it, myself included. It didn't prevent sales of that game. Yeah, it didn't. Didn't it? Like, we, we, how do we know? Well, we don't know, but but I'm... It's, it sold very, very it well. It sold extremely yeah, well. It so sold you, very well. Maybe it could have sold even more weller. But that's the thing. I'm. That's I, how corporations think. Like, yeah, we made again, a ton of money. We're both right. Even more. You're like, both right about this. You're are they? Right. Are no. they wrong? I like, think you're. We both, don't know. We don't have a magic I hat. Guarantee you, they're wrong. Well, okay. it, it, we don't have a magic hat. Like, it's 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 easy to say I they did well. You, so, so <laughs> they're wrong. Some pretty sweet hats. I actually. But we don't think, actually know. I think you right? both have. Uh, I think you're both correct in this way. I think that it's intrinsically against their best interests to try to step in and try to over control yeah. this. But yeah. I also think that they really want to step in and over control it. And I and I don't think there's any taking that away. And I think the music industry stuff is a good comparison. Right now, today, if I said to the chat room, "Yo." I found the coolest new song. It's six and a half minutes long. It's by band blah, blah, blah. And here's the song. Love, blah, blah, I blah. need you tonight or whatever. And I can play 15 seconds of that song. Barely a fraction of the six minutes on a compressed crappy Twitch stream. Nobody on their, nobody in their wildest dreams is going to go, that's all I needed. I'll never need the rest of it. That was the whole song for me. I've captured it and we'll keep it on my MP3 player for all time, this 15 seconds. They don't do that. They go, oh, That's, cool, I'm going to go get that song. They're going to go find that, it. You're going to benefit from me telling you how rad your 15-second preview is, but I'll get shut down for that shit. True. And and, and just this is because we, we're using analogies, so this is where we have to divide a little bit. Music is designed to be, you have a favorite song, you listen to it over and over again. You You, you don't listen to it once most of the time. You're not like... No one's like, oh, I heard that song. I don't need to listen to it again. But the amount of people every time I'm like, I watched Pulp Fiction twice. They're like, you watched a movie again? Like, like everyone, most people that I know watch a movie once. And when your video game is is draped over a narrative experience, most people are probably playing it once. Probably. Yeah. So, so, th- so. I understand. So if you show a movie trailer, people are like, oh shit, 15 or, you know, three minutes of this movie. I want to go see that. I want to go see the Batman. Mm-hmm. Man, he's Robert Pattinson's so hot. I need to see more of this Robert Pattinson. But like, um, <laughs> you know, if you showed the entire movie, uh, Warner Brothers is it Warner Brothers? Somebody's gonna have somebody's gonna want to talk to you. Yeah, Warner that. Brothers is gonna you be know? mad regardless of what it actually does, whether it increases sales of tickets or lowers them. They they yeah. want to have the control. So in the way, this is where I agree with Bo on this because I agree with both of you, and I think it's absolutely against their best interest to do any of this. This thing Square Enix is doing, Nintendo's efforts, all of them are stupid and wrongheaded. However, they don't like being in a business where they don't control start, middle, and end. And if they don't control that whole pipeline, they'll fight. And they want to fight more than they already do. Like Twitch kind of came out of nowhere and took everybody by surprise, and they do benefit from it. So they're like, what do we do? Smaller devs are like, nothing. This is great. We love it. Bigger devs are like, well, Maybe we can control. And so that control or that loss of control, I know irritates them. 
And yeah, I think you're and even right. Even if you get a screamer who might play their game for millions of people, and they're like, "Yeah, I played it. It's trash." Mm. You know, like it, it's just it's it, not a guarantee that because you're getting a, in front of a bunch of eyeballs that you know Asmongold because we talk, it's not going to rake you over the coals because your game sucks, right? So even though he's going to rake in money, uh, earn playing it. And it's not that there's a problem with this culture. It's just that I can see from a copyright holder's perspective going like, I just got to sit back and take this. What if I don't want, what if we don't want to, even if it's not in our best interest? Well, I, you know? I yeah. And I get that. I'm just saying that I'm willing to uh, lie about knowing otherwise by saying it's a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> if, if it wasn't, if it, if it was true, we would see video game sales in rapid decline because of things like Twitch, because the general mentality would be, well, I'm not going to buy the game. I'll just watch somebody stream it. And I don't know that I have ever heard anybody say that. No, because it's not, they're not in in agreement. They're in rapid growth right now. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Like, I think everything should be streamed. Just open it up more games and more, you know, the Phil Spencer way, more games, more access. This is a win for everybody. Agreed. I'm in agreement, hundred percent. I was going to play Street Stranger of Paradise, Streamer of Paradise, <laughs> Streamer of Paradise. It's a different play... game, and they're not allowing you to play. <laughs> I was going to stream Parad- uh, stream Stranger of Paradise tomorrow because I'm like, yeah, for the exact reasons you outlined, this would be a lot of fun, especially with people. Because I'm not going to sit with myself and be like, ah, this is so funny. Like, I need to laugh with some other people about this shit. It's yeah. a cultural community thing. Like that. That's 100%. appealing in my brain. I'm like. I don't want to play this game by myself. It looks like yeah. shit. <laughs> like it doesn't look that good. <laughs> like I'm just gonna call it there. Like uh, especially, it looks like a cheaper Elden Ring, basically. And um, you know what? It might be fun and fine. Uh, I'm just being a little uh, hyperbolic for the humor, but um, I'm really not interested in playing it by myself. I'm like, no, this looks like not a great game, but. Um, it's a great game in the context of playing with other people, which right. uh, it sucks that they're doing this. I don't want them to do it. I think you just, just described why they're doing we're it. We're pretty entitled is just, I think the thing is like, we don't realize how good we have it as, as with all the options we have to stream. Yeah. But if somebody's going to be dumb about it, I just say, let them be dumb and I won't play. But you game. just describe why they're doing it. You just did it. I think that's the best argument I've heard for why they're doing it. I disagree with why they're doing it or why I think yeah. they shouldn't do it, but that's why they're doing it because this is probably a dumb game on your own. And most people are going to get into the memes and love it and laugh, but not because they paid for it. They, they watch their streamer do it because, you know, he he took the bullet for them. And it's not an amazing experience on its own. And if it was, we would already be hearing about how amazing it is on its own. It's not yet. So I think you just described it. That's 100% yeah. it. I mean, but Final Fantasy VII was beloved. And it's a sh- like I found out the hard way. Why isn't my PlayStation streaming the last? What's I thought it was broken. I had to try. I was like trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with my PlayStation or Twitch. And then I found out, no, no, they block it on yeah. consoles. They just, they have, they have an actual thing where they go, uh, Big Brother says you cannot share this thing. They love that. And I'm like, dude. well, the people have been with me through this whole journey. And at the end of the day, Square Enix doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. Whether or not you're about your audience or your streaming life, like they don't give a shit. They want to make sure they maximize revenue. So they want you to watch the whole game up until the last bit. And in their diseased minds, they think that's going to get you to go buy the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Cause let's pretend for a moment. I was 
purely enjoying Final Fantasy VII Remake through Bo's stream. Yeah. And I'm investing. I'm all in. I'm not missing a single stream. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Yeah. And then it gets to the end, and it goes, oh, sorry, you can't you can't watch it. And I go on Twitter. I'm like, oh, what happened? I was really invested in your stream. And he goes, well, Square Enix uh, makes it to where you can't stream the end. In what universe does the person getting told that go, well, I better go buy the game and play through the entire thing. I just watched somebody do myself just so I can see that ending, which I'm now mad about. Or have a positive feeling toward the company who did this to you. That's the other thing. Right. I'm much more likely to go, man, watching Bo play that was really fun. But also, he's terrible at Final Fantasy VII, and I'm way better (laughs) at this game than him. I'm going to go get it, and I'm going to play it the right way. Yeah. 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 It's true. Or just experience it yourself. Yeah. Like the way, whatever. The dress Tifa was in, that scrub couldn't even get her in the right dress for the party. That's right. He's so bad at Final Fantasy. I'm going to go do it and see (laughs) the part I want to see. Yeah. Like, that's more likely to happen. It's less likely if the person i've been forming this you know parasocial relationship with through watching them play a game goes man i can't stream the end of that i would be like yeah screw square enix i don't want to give them any money i'm not going to play their stupid game Mm -hmm. like it just shows a lack of understanding of how these things work and it shows a genuine like just sort of a general fear and lack of understanding of internet culture how marketing works how video games work i mean the reason we haven't jumped to the level that bo's talking about Mm -hmm. of like jumping in and trying to control it more is because the evidence has existed there for the people who want to pay attention that this is actually a healthy good thing for people yeah Yeah. and it 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 is worse than that because they literally benefited from this for final fantasy 14 like they got the biggest money dick in the universe. Uh, just like, there you go. Boom. It dumped all this cash. Blue all over you, all over the company. Like, they just, because of streamer, like you say, because of streaming and because of all this stuff, like, you know, you might just say, yeah, you technically have the right to do that, but take a hit. You've made a lot of money on the Final Fantasy fourteen side of things. I'm sure it'll be okay. I'm sure Stranger Paradise will sell okay. Yeah. Like, like I, I get the point that, like, why are you shooting yourself in the chode like this and we know what ah, the chode, chode now yeah today. we know what the chode yeah. is now yeah. why we you shoot yourself in your chode yeah <laughs> uh like this uh unnecessarily when you are the dar you are currently the darling of the video game space you are the darling of gamers everywhere uh people love to make cat men and cat women and hang out <laughs> your game and socialize and conduct their own small business within the confines of your game space as well as adventure quest and do jobs yeah um well why 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 you you like people love us too much we need to piss them off like i i mean i get it from the you know we don't have to point or or like just why would you do that why would you do that it's definitely someone it's 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 someone who doesn't play games made this decision yeah that 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 much is clear the the part of the company that just wants the dollars and doesn't understand it what's going on in that streaming why are we showing them the ending of the game that's the whole point of playing a game you make the sure they can't see the end it's the people it's the same guy that said at some point the same guy that said people don't want to play video games for fun they want to play them for nfts whoever said that at square enix about three months ago same guy yeah same guy then yeah And like, that's the other thing. Nothing has made me want to just go on Wikipedia and go, hey, what's the deal with the ending of Stranger of Paradise and look it up than Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Like it made me not want to play the game, not in a like revenge way, but it was like, 
you know, if somebody goes, okay, I've got three boxes and two of them are translucent and you can see what's inside of them, but one of them is obscured. All you care about is what's in the box you can't see. And when someone goes, hey, don't show them what happens after the credits and stuff. Yeah. I go, well, what happens after the credits? Like, I immediately want to go online and go, hey, what's the deal with the ending? And just Google it. And that's a way worse experience than watching a streamer play through it genuinely and getting their reaction. To way it. worse, way worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their desire to control it will will ultimately be the problem. I agree with Bo that they'll try more and more to do this. I think it's a mistake. Uh, at some point, maybe they'll stop trying so hard to do that. It's usually, for whatever reason, this mostly comes out of Japanese-based firms. And I don't know why that is. I don't think there's anything culturally going on here. I don't know what it is. It's Nintendo. It's Square Enix. It's... Japanese companies is, um, much of a cultural phenomenon in Japan or I, is it, maybe maybe it is it's, it's I don't not know. even universal because there was no restriction on showing Final Fantasy 14 oh I was going to ask you that they're, they're way too busy working to be playing maybe but like N Walker do they have any restrictions on N Walker's ending at all none none all okay. they did was politely ask that people not publicly talk about it until two weeks or something like that for people to have a chance to play it yeah, so that's probably Yoshi P. Like my impression is, uh, Yoshi P. is working in spite of the company that's probably trying to undermine him constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why he's like, he's an auteur developer. He's like, no, I'm just good at this, but and you guys aren't. But I need all of your money to cash investment to to continue with this project. So I've got to deal with you. Yeah, but not every game director is gonna, I guess, have that kind of backbone when it comes to. Whatever the hell, wherever the hell this comes from. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. The whole the whole thing's going to get a little weirder, I think. Uh, but I don't think this has helped them. I think the sales, this is actually going to hurt sales, just just this, this whole talking about I'm it. I'm not buying it, man. Yeah, I'm not so, either. And I was one, actually one also considering it. If it doesn't, if it came out on Game Pass day one as a surprise or something, which wouldn't be that unusual lately, there's lots of surprises on Game Pass. Maybe I'd still play it. I'm you want my 60 bucks? refunding it. I might. I bought it. I, I didn't know until I loaded it up because I didn't see the tweet. And when I loaded it up, there was a big notice, like I said, about streaming. And I was like, well, I am curious about that because I think there is a like early release because you pre-ordered it sort yeah. of deal. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think I might refund it because like Bo said, this is a game that feels like it's better with an audience. Like this is a video game equivalent of a B movie. Yeah. It's the yeah. kind of thing like... Like, if this was a movie, it would be a film sack movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is a movie you want to sit down (laughs) with your friends and watch and laugh and play together with. Mm -hmm. It is 100% that. And even though they're saying, well, no, 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 it's fine up until the the very end. Just that one little bit, I know that somebody's watching over my shoulder going, and I know that if I get invested in this journey that I can't take people all the way to the end on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it at all. And that makes me not want to even own the game at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's super, super irritating. I could tell you stories about Film Sack itself uh, that drive me up a wall. I used to put that show on YouTube in audio form because a lot of people like to listen to shows there. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I like to put it wherever people are. If they want it, they're fine. I'm happy to do it. So I did that. And my entire account got shut down for 45 days because we used audio clips from the 2004, I think it was, uh, 
Dukes of Hazard movie with Johnny Knoxville and, and Stifler. Do you remember that shit movie? Oh my gosh. And all it was was. Well, clip. now they know the whole cinematic experience because <laughs> yeah. you put a clip of someone sounding funny. And I guarantee you, the clip of Johnny Knoxville going, hey, or whatever he said, and our episode about that movie, negative or not, I guarantee that more people w- would have and did see that movie as a result of our episode than ever would have cared to without it. It's 100%. asinine. It's asinine. Yeah. It makes no yeah. sense to me, especially because it's old stuff. I didn't walk into Batman to, to keep using Batman as the example. I didn't go watch the Batman and record, uh, have a hand recorder and record sound from that. I didn't do that. This is an ancient movie no one gives a shit about that was already panned and no one likes, and it doesn't make any money for anyone, except we brought it up again, and we put it in the forefront of at least some eyeballs, and they went to their streaming services and watched it. You're going to cancel my freaking YouTube account for a month and a half? F off. I was so pissed. Anyway, don't mean to dig up old bones, but that... No, they need to be told to F off. I mean, people who work on that need to be ashamed. Like, they, you get up in the morning, and that's what you do for a living. Yeah, it's... Like, it's, it's they're it's, creatures of no shame, because you're just like, whatever, it's culture. It's meant to be shared. Like, use your head. Yeah, be smart. Knock it off. All right, uh, Square, let us know how you do there. Uh, from Software, please stop patching the game at 11.30 p.m. and not telling anyone you're going to do it. <laughs> That's got both Bo and I at Did the he, same were you guys time. Playing? I was in the middle of a boss fight where oh, there were two great. bosses at once. I killed one of them. The whole I had 30k the, runes. The out game in the wild. shut down. Oh, that's yeah. Sucks. I had 30k runes out in the wild, and I was like, you know, tempting fate by holding on to them. And then it's like, uh, you were no longer allowed to play, and you press OK, and I'm like, what? I'm the yeah. Like you know, there's an update, and they it was 11:30 for me. I'm on the Eastern time. That's not a good. First of all, announce it. You know, we're in 2022. If you're going to have an online game, you just got to put a little message. Hey, we're going to shut down the server. You have to do that, especially as a game. And please, Elden Ring lovers, and I like the game too, but even if you love this and have been a supporter of these Souls-like your whole life, do not come to me and say, well, it's part of that game. You never know when it's going to shut no, down. No, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's me that making jokes. That's jokes. Shit. Oh, I know, but that's I'm saying jokes. some of the, I know some, I know enough of these people that know that a couple of them may attempt to tell me that. Please save your yeah, breath. Maybe. Yes. Save your breath. Anyway, but yeah. I think I, the part where they're like, you know, if someone's just like, oh, now you have to get good because you're not using crutch things. I'm like, that's okay. That's a bit of shit talking that I can live with. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It's, sure. It's a game. It's not wrong. They were powerful. John would be in my chat being like, oh, you got that powerful ass. You should use it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, like I didn't look up what's the min maxius, but I definitely went. It's definitely, they're definitely strong tools. And if, you know, if you want to say, well, learn to get good with other things, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Well, there's, there's two things to talk about with this. Um, I, I think the first thing, cause I want to talk more about what you're talking about, Bo, but before we get too far oh, from okay. it, yeah. I do want to talk about the like sudden, just drop out of the game, which is yes, jarring yes, please, and please. they should find a way to fix, but I will say to their benefit, the checkpointing for going back in is very good. I, I, this happened to me a couple times early on when the game first came out because they were doing uh, patches just in the middle of the day for like, you know, oh, we encountered a weird bug or weird update or something like that. And almost every single time I was right back where I was, just dropped right back in, nothing had changed. The closest to having a problem was uh, this last one where I was in the middle of a boss fight 
And instead of dropping me back in the middle of the boss fight with one of the two bosses dead, it just put me right outside the boss door. (laughs) So I just had to beat the boss again, which wasn't it wasn't a hard boss. So I wasn't mad. But like, I guess that's what it does if you're in the middle of a boss fight is it just gives you a big reset button. And hopefully you're not doing really well on a boss. It's technically very hard. It is technically a a loss. You have to count that in your number of tries. You know, if something took you six attempts. That's true. Now it took you six. Yeah. Did you lose your stuff, Bo? Your 30,000 souls or whatever? No, no. Like to John's credit, it does drop you right back in. I was worried because I never experienced this. I didn't know what their policy was. If it was like my last server save was 10 minutes ago or the last time I touched a point of grace. I hadn't done that in a while. I was out getting runes. I didn't want to be put back to 3K or something, you know, but it preserved my runes. So they did a save state before shutting it down, but I didn't know. Yeah. All right. It was my first time doing it. It was a lot of anxiety. I need those runes. That's like thirty minutes of work, man. Yeah, that's a lot. You know? So um, I yeah. think they. It just seems like nobody. I can't believe nobody there thought. You know, we. What have we warned people that are playing this game twenty four seven? It's the biggest game of the moment. It just like, feels like if you're gonna have an always online element to your game, you should put in the programming some system something. where you can flash a message to players saying like. Hey, just FYI, game's going down in 30 minutes. Like, yeah. give me a half hour like, warning. Do something, you yeah. know, get get safe. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, it's a pretty easy thing to do in in, in 2020. Yeah, it's already yeah. being done by everybody and their dog, including yeah. other yeah. games that are sort of like this. Like, you play if you play Diablo, you're kind of playing by yourself unless you're with friends. It doesn't matter if you it's are not or not. Their first online game either. It's yeah. not like they, it's their first rodeo do it online yeah they know have an invader invade the world he's got one health and won't try and fight back and he just goes server's going down in five minutes and you kill him and then that's how you acknowledge that you you know you kill the invader that's how you should acknowledge the eula too or something is this guy with a giant sheet of paper with one health and he's like (laughs) sign this and you're like oh and they're like jk (laughs) killing him means you agree and you're like no yeah i have to admit a small part of me wanted them to come out and be public about um that this just this is just how this game works and suck it up get good i really get it kind of just for a second i would have laughed at least if they'd have done that and said ah just kidding yeah we should probably do better next time We're going to talk about Elden Ring later, but I'm just going to come out and say this. Again, it's very biased. Open a big can of worms. Elden Ring, not that hard of a game. Oh, look at <laughs> I'm going to go back to Dark Souls and play it. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this is this shit is all overhyped. Like I've been playing a lot a lot of times. <laughs> it's not that hard of a game, guys. <laughs> it like doesn't take thing. more than 5 or 10 attempts to beat a boss. Uh, sometimes I first shot him. Uh not that hard of a game. I'm going to agree with Bo, although I have to be careful because here's the thing. The other element to this. So we've talked about the we've talked about the patch coming in. Let's talk about what was in the patch itself, because Bo and I got nerfed. Like, basically, this patch was like, hey, John, what, what, what are you playing with there? And I'm like, oh, well, I got this big Tana. Mm. I got the sword of night and fire and uh, I've got the hoarfrost stomp on the, on the katana. Mm -hmm. That's my, my ash. And uh, you know, for bosses, I summon the mimic tier, which uh, creates a double of me. Um, It's, it's really good. It's, it feels pretty strong. And they were like, yeah, you like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's helped me get through the game. Sure. Well, we're going to nerf all of it. Wow. Yeah. A hundred percent of what you really targeted. I felt really targeted. It's like, like literally, every, almost everything I was using uh, got nerfed, mm. and nothing else. That's like a, some that's shield a, I didn't get. 
You know what that tells me? That tells me you're really good at this game and you've figured out no, so, the, the exploits or whatever. So not- I, I, I want to like clarify something. When I say this game's not that hard, I'm not directing it at, at the people who say the game's hard. I'm directing it at the people who brag about being good at the game. Mm. Just so it's clear. When you're like, get good, I'm like, you're bragging about not being that like good at something that's not that hard to be good at. Like, <laughs> like, like, hold up a mirror to yourself a little bit and realize that it's like, it's it's not that hard to be good at Dark Souls. I guess is what I'm trying. That's to say. It just requires wow. some persistence. Like mm. it's that's, practice. It's like anything. You want to go? How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Carnegie? Car- Car- how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Carapity Hall. Carapity Hall. Practice. practice, practice. <laughs> yep. Carapity. Yeah. Carnegie Hall. You know right. when I was when I was acting in my younger years, if I could just get to Carapity Hall, it's all I wanted. <laughs> it's you all get I made. If you're at Carapity Hall, that means you, you're made in the shade. Yeah. Carappa the rapper finally performing Carapity Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do think it's only a controversial statement because everybody bought that hype. Like, well, they act like leveling up's not a thing. Like. Yeah, like you can clearly trivialize anything. Tri- tri- can't speak to trivialize anything in an RPG by leveling up. Mm-hmm. A, B. I have like two hundred items. Like it's a toolkit, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like yeah, chances are uh, there's there's an item in here or a, a, some sort of thing that defeats the thing I'm having a hard time with. You know? Yeah. It, or like it, 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 they, they're weak against lightning. Put some lightning grease on your sword. Oh, I killed him in three shots. Super hard game. Oh, my God. Like, it's really cool, and it is challenging. And sometimes I'm like, geez, it's a good game. I'm not trying to knock the game. It's just if you're, like, if you're online somewhere and you're like, Dark Souls is only for people that are good at games, get good. I'm like, it's like being good at doing groceries. Like, no one brags about doing groceries. Like, it takes work. You got to be in the grocery store for an hour and get all the proper things that your family's going to need. It's not an easy task, but no one's like, get good at doing groceries, son. Like, that's not a thing. And that's kind of what you're saying when you're like, get good at Dark Souls. It's not that hard. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I think maybe that's, uh, I don't know. I, I'll admit that I have not been playing as much as I had intended to this last week. And part of the reason was I just, every time I did, it was like, oh, this is an undertaking. I got to sit down and I got to really focus for a bit. And I just didn't have time to focus. So I yeah, play a lot of little yeah, games. Groceries are a slog, and so is Dark Souls. Like leveling yeah. up your runes and stuff, and doing the same thing four times is a sloggy. I think that's a fair. And so if you're not into it, then don't yeah, do it. I, that's a fair. Are you thing. good at doing groceries, Scott? No, I'm terrible. My wife's really good. How many at times it. did you do groceries in 2021? Uh, twice, <laughs> twice. She yeah, did most see, of the time. see. So yeah. you're just not into groceries. You're not into Dark Souls like games. Yeah, that's cool. That might. You Although, know what? I I will say the one thing that this this nerf has done for me. Yeah. Is all of a sudden I was like, well, now everything that I've invested over a hundred hours of gameplay time into is bad. Mm. It's not awful. I could stick with it. To yeah. be fair, I could get gooder. Mm-hmm. But I, I was like, yeah, but this thing used to kill everything in one hit, and now it takes two, and you know that's that's not good. Mm. So it made me go, well, what is good? What should I invest in now? And I, I did what I hadn't been doing. And I went and I looked up videos, and before the show, I devoted uh, 20 minutes to farming uh, runes. And in those 20 minutes, I got 500,000 runes. Oh my gosh, dude. I found a really good spot 
and it's amazing and it's incredible. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just cheese the game in a different way now. You know, <laughs> like it's all fair in the world of Elden Ring. You know, everybody ha- is going to have their things. There's going to be people that are like, yeah, well, I did it. Yeah. I didn't use any summon. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Or there's even I, I did people it who are I didn't capable use of, any multiplayer. There's mm. even people who are capable of ducking. Like you use the sneak button to, to dodge attacks. I'm like. <laughs> Who's got time for that? You know, like, but if you're good like that, then great. It's not necessary to beat the game. But yes, uh, Wayne Gretzky is much better at ice skating than I am, but <laughs> I can still go ice skating, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's just, it's so, it's so like, um, it's honestly jock. It's jock mentality is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but in video game form. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think because you play video games, you can't be like just weird and toxic. It's like, <laughs> nope, that's not true at all. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the fact is like, I, cause that clip you showed, he ducked under it. And I'm like, I never duck under anything. If I duck under something and look cool, it's an accident. <laughs> that was, that, that was just good timing. Um, and I'm happy that people are good like that, but it's absolutely not yeah, necessary it's, to, to, it's fun to watch. Game. I watched yeah, a clip absolutely. cause I'll tell you like, I don't, I'm not a big Reddit user, but the Elden Ring subreddit is one of my favorite things I've ever read. It's got some of the funniest stuff. Because if you're just in that game, that game's very memeable, I think, is what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. But then on top of that. Can we play the last level on stream? Yes, you can, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and they don't tell you not to or even ask you politely Um, not to. You just can. How do they make money? I know, right? Nobody nobody plays it. They just watch streamers play it. When (laughs) a streamer beats it, nobody's going to play it. Yeah, this eight and a half million sales in a week, that's all just uh, people watching streams. Um, But you can also see people who have gotten good. And that first boss that everyone is like, oh, my gosh, it's so hard. Uh, Murgit or Mark, Mark. Margaret, Margaret, there's there's like a person that goes out there and is just like they're standing there like they're bored and they just do the like minimal amount of effort to dodge parry and they take no damage and kill Margaret without. Oh, there's Any one like damage. that for the Crucible Knight. It's, it looks like a samurai showdown where the, you know, it's an anime character who's got his sword and just not moving. And the only time he moves is when the enemy makes a hit and parry. Yeah. Stab. And it's so and it good. stands there again yeah. and just waits for the enemy to come on. And the enemy's like, and he's like, parry, stab. <laughs> and then, then walks away like with his back. Uh, and then the guy f- gets these wings and flies at him. And then dodges out of the way without even looking. You know, his character is facing away. And then turns around, makes a giant dragon hand and eats the, the face. And he's like, he did like four joystick inputs. I saw that. Yeah. The whole thing. And you, and, and you beat this boss. When I fought the crew, it was a Crucible Knight, the one I saw. When I fought the Crucible Knight, this is me. Face rolling on my controller. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's, I'm like, how did they do that? But I, I beat it eventually. So, you know, yeah. no problem. It's not yeah. that and and that's me. the thing is like, it doesn't matter the path you take. I think it's just, I think rather than it being something that you're supposed to be all proud of and bragging about, like, it's just something that you should appreciate. Like somebody did it without summons, you know, good for them. That's cool. But if somebody did it using mimic tier before it got nerfed, like, you know, let them. It's yeah, just, we're all having the same experience. Is it weird yeah. that I want more than I want the game? I want a animated anime TV series based on this world. Is that weird? It's not weird. It's is pretty it? anime-ish. Yeah, I, I mean, you should just watch Berserk because it's basically inspired by it. But uh, yeah, 
Is it? I didn't know that. I know Berserk had an influence here. Yeah, this game in particular has a ton of references to Berserk. It's got an entire armor set. Uh, Guts of Sword is in there. There's there's a ton of stuff. What video did you look at? You're showing some great clips right now. The clips you're showing for the game are so good. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Share the link to this video. I want to watch it after the show. So, what it is, it's uh, I always like bug compilations, no matter what your open world is. One of my favorite things. And uh, there's a really good one here. And I saw John laughing almost to tears earlier while you were talking. And I knew it wasn't because of something you were saying, because there's an untarnished who come. What do they call when they're naked? The first guys, the, the class you wretch. choose? Wretch. wretch. This wretch is running around with a giant hammer and no clothes on, sees a spike and just jumps and lands on his anus on the spike. It's amazing. <laughs> he just goes butt first into the spike. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so it's good. It's really good. I mean, the movie or the game, sorry, the game, this is, talk about your example of a game that has benefited from exposure. This There's, there's no further place to look than Elden Ring. Elden Ring is not the world-destroying monster hit that it is without this arm of exposure that they get through streaming, through YouTube, through, you know, exposure through big big voices in those platforms. Like, you're just screwed without it. So if this doesn't... I just... Not to go back to it, but how tone-deaf is it for Square Enix to be talking like this in light of something like this? From another Japanese developer who is just killing it. When I said 8.5 million, I wasn't talking about dollars. I was talking about units sold. That's a massive number of units in a week and a half or whatever it's been. Like that breaks records. That's huge. They did not do it alone by just being a Souls game. Those used to be, <clears throat> they're always like, well, Souls games, they're big, but they're really niche big, right? They're mm-hmm. a big bunch of people love RTSs, but not everybody. Same thing here. This is bigger than that. And part of the reason it's bigger than that is because everybody and their dog is showing it, looking at it, sharing it, laughing about it, and watching bug compilations like me. All right. Let's move on to EA. They're not coming to E3 at all. They're not even doing an EA, <clears throat> excuse me, E3 adjacent event like they have done in previous years. They're just going to do their stuff whenever. Do we care about this? Is it fine? I'm, I, I've already you know, I kind of given up on E3. I do miss a little of the, I don't miss E3. But I do miss the days of us having a real clear, like, three days of, like, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. I, I thought that was fun. And now it just feels like it's spread out all the time. And I miss that. But I don't miss E3. I miss, and if nobody yeah. has anything to talk about, like, thank you for not wasting my time. Yeah. I'm, I, I've, I will miss, or I already do miss because it's changed so much in the last couple of years, but I miss the watching the live stuff together, big time commentary, pretty much blocking those two, two, three days out of just like Patrick watching getting it all. mad at me because I won't stop talking over the trailers. Yeah. And you he's, know, he's like, I miss all the good stuff. Cranky, sleepy Patrick in the middle of the night trying <laughs> the to watch sleepy stuff. Sleepy Patrick's the best. It is the best. I miss that. But as a, as an actual venue for them getting anything done with video games, I think we're probably past it. I just don't see, I don't see the value in it like I used to. And I, I like big event. I like big announcements, stuff like that. But we're getting that. We're just getting it more spread out. And it's fine, I think. And especially in EA's case. What's EA going to do to blow my mind? I'm looking forward to Dead Space remake thing. Yes, absolutely. Other cool games you got going? Sounds good. IVA play on my Game Pass thing. I'd love to know what you're putting there. Like, I care about those things. <clears throat> Though I need you to do a big fancy under a tent uh, thing where Snoop Dogg plays, you know, Battlefield. No. <laughs> I don't need that. 
I don't. I don't you need, need it. Phase Snoop. Yeah. Well, I like Snoop. He's great, but well, he's he's part of a gamer clan now. He's a Phase Snoop. Well, oh, it was really he's part of Phase Clan. Oh my lord. Yeah. Just he. FYI, he. Uh, my. He'll never. He'll, his peak in gaming for me was when he didn't know his mic was off for like a week, and because his chat room was set up to be emotes only. It was a week of his followers trying to tell him through code <laughs> that his mic was off. <laughs> that that to me is peak all time celebrity Twitch crossover. Uh, it's amazing, an amazing thing that happened. Yeah, there. peak boomer too for streaming. Yeah, in a week, like a week and a half. Like what happened there? He's a recording artist. He never once looked at his uh, volume meter. Like, no. and he's dude? talking, like, and he's like looking at the T. He's looking at his screen, his camera, making you know. He's talking. He's gesticulating. Can't say anything. The chat's like, all right. Well, if we put the the Kappa guy and the and a worm and some kind of animated fat guy, maybe that those three will tell him, hey, your mic's not working. So weird. meanwhile, he probably sees more emotes than normal and just being like, man, they're really digging it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that, though. I hope that is a thing forever. All right. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Early reviews are starting to hit for Halo, the TV show, the live-action TV show. And they're good. People like it. Seems all right. Uh, Washington yeah. Post, uh, one written by Gene Park, a guy I always tend to land on uh, equally in terms of what the stuff he likes. For whatever reason, just one of those guys. I like Gene a lot. Anyway, uh, he says the Halo TV show is violent, gritty, and starts on the right foot. And I want violent and gritty. And I also like the idea of starting on the right foot. So Yeah, you like your right foot. Yeah. They've only seen the first two episodes in review. Uh, the whole thing starts March 24th on, I'm sorry, is it, yeah, Paramount Plus. Uh, and that, right. I'm excited. And most reviews are relatively positive in this direction. They're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's there's a lot of uh, sci-fi action tropes. But guess what? Halo is based entirely on sci-fi action tropes. Yeah. So, Half the dialogue gets lifted from like aliens and mm -hmm. other stuff as a homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they know what it is. The main thing he says is the the chief, uh, Master Chief himself, is actually really good and compelling. And uh, that wow, well, that right. would be a first. Yeah, he says it's hard not to be drawn in to Pablo Schreiber's eloquent, emotive face as he portrays uh, Master Chief's moral confusion. Fans of the games in which the Chief never sheds his helmet may be surprised that he is unmasked and often in just the first two episodes, but once players get over the shock, you'll get used to his gravelly, chiseled mug framing all of that green titanium. I, I'm i all in for this. I'm actually excited. There you go. It's That's good. why they've removed the helmet. So he's more than just a witty one-liner guy. Yeah. I We're, mean, yeah, because he would basically be the Mandalorian. Yeah, because yeah. normally, which, point. by the way, to me, continues to prove why the Mandalorian is so good. That mm. Mandalorian's like, no, he keeps his helmet on. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm so happy. Nothing is is worse to me than like a character that shouldn't be showing their face all the time, yeah. showing their face all the time. Yeah. Drives me crazy. A little too much in season two. I mean, a little. It's fine. Maybe a it little. gets a pass. It's a little. Yeah. Gun to my head. You could have done without it. I think the end moment would have been more powerful if he hadn't done it one like two time episodes before. earlier. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. But, but he um, shouldn't have done it on the last. Honestly, you shouldn't have. But like Jedi. being a Spider-Man <laughs> fan yeah. is insane yeah. because Spider-Man, like his whole thing is I got this big secret identity and all those movies. It's like he can't breathe through the mask because every 10 seconds he lands on a building is like, oh, I got to show you that I'm 
Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland, yeah. like yeah. constantly taking the mask off or yeah. coming up with some reason why the mask has to come off. Yeah. And at least with the Tom Holland one, they're like, well, it's nano machines. It's really easy for him to take it off. So, yeah. you know, it's fine, but it just, it bugs me so much. <laughs> and I, I don't really care about master chief as we've already established. You know, I think in the games, he has the depth of, you know, Master Chief, you can't eat 27 hamburgers in a day. And he watches go, not today. <laughs> and then, like, he'd do it. And, like, that's all he does. Like, he's yeah. just, he, he takes what somebody else says, he reacts to it, and then Cortana goes, uh, Chief? And then he's like, it'll be fine. Yeah. Totally and, like, right. that's it. That's yeah. all he does. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious how I'll feel about that. Because you telling me his helmet's off all the time, I'm like... Well, that doesn't seem right, is my gut reaction. Right. Yeah. And, but, and as a good example, I just want to mention it now. Carl Urban did it right in Dread. They didn't take his yes. mask up once. Oh, and all you oh, saw was so his sexy ass mouth snarling the whole time. And yeah. you're like, that's the best mouth in show business. Jesus the, Christ. The, listen, like, man, the fact that there aren't three or four of those movies as follow ups to that is a crime. <laughs> crime. Yes. Yes. But I, it, oh, th- that's I an example it. of committing and winning. Uh, Sweet. Commit and win. Uh, Yeah. Committing Committing and winning. winning. Like to the no helmet. Like, don't take it off, Hollywood. Like, we don't need to, we don't give a shit. It's fantasy. Uh, There's power in metaphor and and, and imagination. You you know, letting the audience participate in imagining. And when you resist the temptation because you think people want to see things that they don't, you don't know what you're doing. Totally agree. I totally agree. That is a great thing. Great point. And the thing is, it plays with the human need to see patterns and patterns are faces. Faces are patterns. We see a face. We go, oh, I recognize that person or I don't or I think he's handsome. or I think he's ugly. I think she's pretty. Whatever our reactions are or I can see they're angry. I can see they're happy. When you hide that. We have to do the work and it's better that we do. Mm-hmm. That's why fairy tales are so powerful. Yeah, commit That's to that. That's why it's Little go. Red Riding Hood, not Little Red Riding Hood in a Amber Crombie and Fitch sweater with uh, sandals and carrying a bagpipe. <laughs> you know, like it because when you hear that story and you hear all those things, you start thinking of, they mean something. You think things. Yeah, but if you if you reduce it to the minimal amount of adjectives mm. in description. Then Little Red Riding Hood could be anybody. Yeah, could look like anything. She just has a red hood. Yeah, and you know she's a girl. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're, you're aware. That's that all a girl. you need to know for yep. the story to work. Totally agree. And Halo and all these like macho dudes that just have the helmet. That's the fantasy. Mm-hmm. We're the guy, and and that's why it's fun. So I'm okay with Mandalorian when when he took the helmet off for the robot because then it felt like we were in. He didn't break right. his commitment. We were right. in on the secret. Yeah. yeah, and it was. I mean, I'm kind of okay. I'm not okay with the second season stuff, honestly. They just did it because they're like, we need, we're paying a, this actor a lot. We need to show his face. And, to and I thought the final, I thought the final one was fine because it showed. Well, first of all, they're now using it as a as a plot yes. point because now he's yes. no longer a Mandalorian. Yes, but so they're, they're, yes, that. But I w- would have been better in that tense situation. Like he wasn't in a tense situation at the end. Spoilers of the for Book of Boba Fett. So yeah, it's, yeah. Late, it's late spoilers. But yeah, yeah now there's, he's no longer. Yeah, the, 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 there's you know. Sorry, Scott, you should have watched it. 
the well, Mandalorian. Good news. He's good no news. longer yeah. a Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually Mandal- half the series is Mandalorian season three. So like, yeah. here's the, here's the good news. If you, about why, that. If you go to season three, you're going to go, what the hell happened? You have to go back and watch Boba Fett. Yeah, he's <laughs> in a completely different situation. The Book good of news Boba Fett is, really has a lot of stuff happening. Listen, the good news is I don't care about spoilers, so it's totally fine. And I kind of assume this anyway, because the way everybody was going, like, oh, did you okay. see? And I'm like, oh, I'll bet Mandalorian showed up. So this right. doesn't shock me at all. Skywalker kills Grogu. Grogu... He eats him. He's just, he's just, he's, he sees the dark side in him and kills him. It turns out Kyle, it wasn't his first murder attempt. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Sorry, All right. Spoilers. That's great. That's a good. I like that spoiler. Best fake spoiler ever. Uh, real quick. Um, uh, something I was going to say about that, and I forgot what it was. Oh, just make more Dread movies. It's not too late. Um, you can still yeah. hide most of his face. He's not old. He's great in the boys. Get him back into that thing. Dread was amazing. What the frick are you doing? Dread it was, was just so great. Good. He never took his helmet off the whole time. Oh, I loved and it. I'm scared. Of, like Dread is just like he's a walking wall of justice. I better not commit any crimes, or he'll shoot me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. You know, it's just dumb that they didn't keep doing it because it's such a great movie. All right. Um, in fact, I'm probably going to watch that again this weekend because now you got me thinking about it. do it. It's so good. It's All right, uh, let's move on to. Oh, look what it is. I don't have any really good <clears throat> intro for this. So I'll just use this. All right, our list of video games considered artistic art, uh, or considered artistic, rather. Artistic art. Artistic art. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, We ended with, uh, right around 1999, kind of our uh, 1980s up through 1999 list. And now we dive into the 2000 to 2005 uh, list for all things uh, artistic video games. And having learned some lessons last week, I think I'll move through these a little quicker than we did last time. We got a little bit hung up on each title, but, uh, you know, who's to say that's the wrong way? I don't know. Maybe it's the right way. But uh, this list, again, this is uh, compiled based on a whole bunch of stuff. Smithsonian Art Museum has exhibitions for some of these things. Uh, Some uh, art historian uh, installations all around the world would consider a lot of these games that and have installations for them. So it's not like we're just making this up. This isn't just pulled from reviews. This is based on a bunch of criteria. If you want to see the Wikipedia article, you can. Games considered artistic will get you there. And there's a gigantic list of references. In fact, in all 201 uh, sub uh, or footnotes as to where they are, why they're compiling the list the way they did. They did. So let's start with the first one they put out in 2000 or 2000s where we start the year 2000 with Deus Ex by Ion Storm. The original action role-playing video game praised for its deep gameplay, complex and thought-provoking story. It was built in the Unreal 1 engine. And Ooh. if you look back now, it looks like utter shit now. It looks so, so bad. bad. I've tried. I've never played Day 6, so I've tried to play it. And I'm like, I, maybe another day. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Yeah. I, I kind of wish somebody would do like a, you know, you always hear about these like, um, what's, what's the remake? Yeah, like they did with Half Life One and called like it. Like instead uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy, the well written but uh, epic financial failure, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, the one that only made them a, a bunch of millions of dollars and yeah. was successful. I think a Deus Ex remake in the vein of Final Fantasy VII that doesn't split it into fifteen parts, please, would be <laughs> a huge. Would be a like you know, it's a big property. You can yeah. you can do a lot with this. Yeah, I agree. Especially after the Mankind Divided was is a sexy game. It's, it's really the, the Deus Ex games are really well made. They're great. I love them. Just I love them. I think it's ripe for a remake. It yep. it changed video games. It has an amazing story, mm-hmm. amazing mechanics. 
It just needs a little touch up. It needs to look better. It needs a little tweak here and there because it was doing things that no other video game was doing. And so it does them a little weirdly, Mm -hmm. but um, it it's insane. It's really good. It's crazy to me that five years later, uh, that company was defunct. Uh, this was a subsidiary. Ion Storm uh, was a subsidiary company founded by John Romero when he left id, and he founded it with Tom Hall, jo- uh, Todd Porter, and Jerry O'Flattery. Jerry O'Flattery, we're making video games here. <laughs> oh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Yeah, that's right. Um, they were in Austin, Texas. They had plan. lots of plans and ideas. Daikatana was one of the games, the horrible first-person shooter that, that Romero headed up. Um, but this game is... Yeah, it deserves a place here. So many, so much of what we play now uh, has lo- uh, that DNA in there, and they, and I don't even just mean like you know, dark cyberpunky university hack your body kind of stuff. I mean like just the idea of what you augment with or how you upgrade your character, the way we level up. First person shooter being that kind of game like that is just unheard of back then. So it's a big deal. They also uh, made the game Anachronox, which very few people know about, but is an amazing video game. You and I went down a deep hole once with that, didn't we? We found a bunch of audio, and uh, yeah, it's got amazing yeah, audio. It's got an amazing robot in there that yeah. just, he sounds like Meatwad, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they have a moment where he's sympathizing with a lady whose planet blew up, and he's like, oh, what's up? <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, I'm okay, and she just keeps telling him, he's trying to be empathetic, that you know, he feels bad that her planet blew up and she sure. keeps saying that she's fine. And finally he just goes, fine, bitch, and rolls away. <laughs> and it's so out of nowhere, the sweet little robot. Yeah. Uh, I love that game. That game does not take itself seriously. And it's a Final Fantasy-like game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very, very good. Yeah, and it's amazing that actually how many games they put out in those five years. They had two di- or two Deus Ex games. There was a follow-up. Deus Ex, I guess just two it was called, right? No, Deus Ex Infinity War. Was that what it's called? Infinity. And then the next game, I think, is Thief. Not. Uh, oh right, you're right. So the two games are Deus Ex, Deus Ex Infinity War. There might have been something. Oh, the, is it Infinity. That, that is Deus Ex Infinity Infinity War. Though. Yeah, uh, Deus Ex was Infinity not War. well received. No, that wasn't as good of a, of a game. They went weird places with it. I think the first game really tinker players, people that love to tinker with characters and dink around and really focus on numbers and stuff, loved one. To me, it feels it's almost like the Dragon Age series. Dragon Age Origins really rubbed all those correct things for the, what they wanted out of a, a dungeon crawling they- da- dungeon thing. And then two, just too simplified, too. Sh- they shrunk the world. They made it less of an RPG. Like two man, was one of out. those first examples of a PC game that was going to be released simultaneously for, with the Xbox. Yeah, and so you had a bunch of people who love deus ex and its complexity and depth and this was not a place where they were able to capture that for a console port yeah and so everybody saw it for a watered down experience that it was yeah it's unfortunate uh, another one they have on here is gay i don't know how you say this galatee 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 galatea galatea galatee developed by Galatea. emily Galatea. short uh for the original platform the z machine it was a self-published interactive fiction game based on Interactions with a character in a single room. Rock, paper, shotgun analyzed it as art uh, as an art game, uh, saying that it transcends that and calling it literature and not an art game, but or not just an art game, but a game about art. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, Zork probably deserves to be on the last list we did, and it isn't. I think this benefits from the Zork legacy. Yeah, 
because interactive fiction is kind of in its wheelhouse. So I'm a little bugs works not on here, to be honest. That's annoying. That should be on there. Well, I think it was at a time where maybe game publications weren't quite a thing. Hmm. That's or maybe, you know what I mean? Like it's again, this is heralded, right? And, and right. received as, but yeah, I mean, now you would probably have to look at Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was very influential. The text adventure game that's still available to play on a, in a web browser, by the way. Oh, is it? Yep. Oh, I might want to just like do it. that. Can, I, I would... played it on stream a few weeks ago. It, it's super. You want to talk? You think Dark Souls is hard? <laughs> play Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've already died 50 times, man. <laughs> ah, that's great. Good, good luck. <laughs> yeah. The probability drive of you dying or the probability numbers are astronomical. Uh, I love that book so much. I love it. Yeah, and it's pretty. It's very faithful to the book. Like if you read the book, you have a sense of what's going on and where you're going to end up. But yeah, you have to guess. Anyways, like there's weird things that happen where you have to guess the right text input because, like, if you dick around too long in your house, it gets run over by a tractor and you die. And so it's, oh, they even oh, that's an int- that's an Arthur Dent uh, moment in that. Book. Yeah, in the beginning, they're 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 going to tear down his house to mm-hmm. build a highway and it's that's you know the plans have been up in the municipal board for months you could have checked at any time and yep. he needs to get out of his house <laughs> so you, you need to lie down in front of the tractor but if you just spend time in your house and dick around too long the tractor just runs over your house and you die uh, i want to and same those. with staying on earth too long uh, <laughs> you need to get on that vogon ship or <laughs> you're gonna die <laughs> and love so, yeah. those love those books so much um all right some of these i think are obvious uh, Max Payne is on here, 2001. Silent Hill 2, number one. Or Max Payne was innovative for the slow motion and yeah. ultraviolence. Yeah, 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 I think so too. And did very well for a game where the primary protagonist has a perpetual, I'm pooping my pants Oh, face. Grimace Face McGillicuddy, oh, dude. 3D was so bad in this, yeah. right? That first one? Yeah, and I played this recently just for fun on Steam, just to see how it held up, and he's just making this face the whole time. Just, yeah, he's like the in-pain doom face, but never changes after you know to anything yeah. else. Oh, by the way, I wish I brought that. This is a perfect show for it. Somebody made a chart that's all the Doom faces that the Doom guy in the old Doom makes. Oh, and then I've it represents that. all these human emotions as currently understood by psychology today. So every face like is a different emotive. It's more than just emotes. It's like a, it's actually based on some kind of science thing, but they've used the Doom guy's grump face for the that's various amazing. stages. It's great. I wish I could find it. Someone chat room. You have a job. Find that damn thing. Uh, all right. <laughs> Where are we now? I skipped down. Silent there we go. Hill 2. Silent Hill 2, sure. That game scared the shit out of me. I, I don't know why Resident Evil's not on here, though. I think that's weird. Um, um, I think artistically, if you're going to... I mean, not that there's a limit here, but Resident Evil 2, uh, or Resident Evil even, you know, it kind of created this genre and... I think that it's one thing to create a genre. It's another thing to kind of transcend it a little bit. And I think silent Hill two goes a little above and beyond. Like I definitely fall into the, I'm, I prefer resident evil games Mm -hmm. camp, but even saying that I respect what silent Hill does more as a horror game. It relies less on just jump scares and more on atmosphere and psychological and narrative based airing than just, Zombie scary dogs jump through windows. I agree. Silent Hill or Silent Hill one famously for me anyway, scared me so bad that I shut, I opened the PlayStation, took the disc out threw the disc across the room, shut the disc, uh, or, you know, shut the case, put my controller down, turn the TV off, left all the lights on, went upstairs, got in bed, 
left those lights on. Kim goes, what's going on? I need you to take the dogs out. I said, I am not doing that. You can go do that. <laughs> no. I'm not turning those lights off and I'm not taking the dogs out. You're doing it. That game scared the living shit out of me. And so I don't think I actually played two because the series really got under my skin as scary. You guys know how I am with scary games. I'll have to explain that. But yeah. it says here, the survival horror video game that has been considered the most, uh, the biggest work of art due to its story, atmosphere, sound design, exploration of psychological ideas such as subconscious, its use of psychological horror, metaphors, and taboo topics such as incest and domestic violence. Ooh. So it got a little more real, you know? Whereas Resident right. Evil's, you know, cheese bag, B-movie stuff. And- right. It's your popcorn flick versus your indie darling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like Midsummer versus uh, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is just, oh, a big scary guy with a hatchet look out. It's visceral. It's fun. It's scary. Whatever. There's puzzles. But if you want to really get, if you really want to wonder if you're going to die that night, watch watch freaking Midsummer or Hereditary or something. Those movies. Holy shit. They're the only, they're only horror movies that scare me ever. Those two movies. The rest of them, meh, whatever. Not that scary. All right. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. We didn't talk about Ico. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to skip over I mean, it goes without saying. but Yeah, uh, Ico's amazing. I played Ico. Loved that game. Oh my gosh, I love that game. Um, Ico, made by Team Studio, or Japan Studio Team Ico. They made uh, the the Colossus one. What was that called? Shadow Shadow of the the Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. Um, And The Last Guardian, I think. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Last Guardian. I feel like, in some ways... Games like Elden Ring, even the Souls games before it, they they take a lot of that atmosphere, tone, you know, dread, whatever. Not dread so much, but because Ico had a kind of a hopeful thread running through the whole thing. But, you know, it's mysterious. You don't really know what you're doing there. Um, you got to figure it out on your own. And you got this person you got to hold on to the whole time. And that's an, that's an amazing little game. I loved yeah. Ico so much. By the way, all three of those games are on this list. Uh, which which ones? Oh, we won't cover them all today, but all like uh, Last Guardian and oh, Shadow gotcha. of the Colossus. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. They're three for three. Uh, <laughs> so MGS two Sons of Liberty Otacon. That's a pretty good game. I like that the game. Lale Lule Low. Yeah, I played the I hell mean, out of that. Th- this one's weird. I played Metal Gear Solid two. Yeah, I loved it. I won't say it's I the mean, most artistic game I ever played though. You I know? liked one better. Solid. Like I remember playing two and going, "This is where you, you played as Raiden, I think, for a little while or something like that." Yeah, that was the big twist because they never was, told us any of that. Yeah, All the trailers. Most of it, yeah, both they the, faked screenshots to make you think you played a snake through the whole thing. When yeah. I remember just the not. ending would not end. No, it, <laughs> it was it like blah 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 blah, and like I, just, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I wasn't feeling it at the time. Maybe it is a great or. I, I'm pressing X for doubt on this one. If there's one I, on this list that I'm like, come on. But yeah. people love Hideo and and Metal Gear Solid, so I guess. If it. you were going to give it to a Metal Gear Solid, I would have given it to three, which is ironic because that's one I've probably played the least, but I know the story to it, and I think the story has more to say than one or two did um, okay. and is more compelling, but... I'm kind of with you. Like, honestly, I think two from a perspective of what it's trying to do and what it's trying to tell, I actually think one and three are more interesting. Mm. I think two is uh, one of the things they state here. The game is often considered ahead of its time because it had these themes 
Some of them like uh, things that weren't happening yet that are happening now. Concepts that later became culturally relevant in the 2010s, such as social media, news feeds, post-truth politics, fake news, echo chambers, alternate facts, that kind of stuff. Um, it's easy to say that in retrospect because, you know, now we're here. But um, It is crazy to go back and play those again yeah. because it does feel strangely modern relevant at yeah. a time where none of it was relevant. Yeah. Like it. It does. I mean, the the spinoff Metal Gear Rising, the one where you play as Raiden, Mm -hmm. has a boss. I don't remember if it's actually the president. It might be the president of the United States. And he while he's beating up on Raiden, says, I'm going to make America great again. Oh, Lord. Long before (laughs) Donald Trump. Like it's literally in the game. It's kind of terrifying how uh prophetic the metal gear solid uh games have been towards american culture and politics well if raiden was real though my money's on him in a fight against uh (laughs) yeah he does he does a lot better he slices and dices pretty hardcore um all right so let's move on to legend of uh this is one i wholeheartedly agree with i'll fight anyone who disagrees with me legend of zelda the wind waker is a the best zelda game ever made take that breath of the wild Maybe if your weapons didn't break, I'd like you more. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, breath of the Water, sorry, wind, the Wind Waker, which can you even have breath without wind? I'm telling you. Anyway, that game still to this day, it's, I want to play that now. Why is that not a Switch thing? They put it on the Wii U as a re-release. What's a Nintendo, you suck. They, yeah, they need <sighs> to bring it to the Switch. I'm with you, and this will be the nice thing, because while the emails and chat and tweets may argue with you, uh, on this show, you have an ally. Wind Waker is the best Zelda game. I love it, dude. I know there's a lot of opinions, and there's some great 2D stuff, and I'm not I'm not besmirching other Zelda games, although I really do hate breaking weapons in, uh, in Breath of the Wild. Whatever, I've said that a million times. But this just is a special, singular experience. It's the height of the GameCube, as far as I'm concerned. Some might say Resident Evil 4. That's up there, but... That's an amazing, amazing freaking game. I'd like to play it right now. And I could, I guess, because I do have it on my dolphin thing. And I've bought it three times. But damn it, Nintendo, I'll buy it again. But you're not making it easy. I can't buy it if you don't let me buy it. All right. Oh, well. Shots fired, Bo. Shots fired. I like it. Uh, Yumi Nikki. Uh, this is a 2004 pc game independently developed freeware game that has been uh has the player and uh explore the dreams of hikiyomori uh a little girl oh it's a it's a girl known for only uh known only as madoski madotsukui uh as she encounters numerous surreal creatures location of events collecting effects most of which uh do little or sorry do little more than alter her appearance why is that oh, on here? Wait a minute. A transmog game? Hold uh, on. I need to get this. Okay. Well, then maybe that's the reason it's influential. Maybe it's the it's, transmog. It's psychedelic. Uh, I look at this. It seems psychedelic and dreamy. Mm. So it's, prob- it's probably more closely akin to a visual novel or just a book that is mainly about narrative. Because you just move from right to left. But the environments are weird and change and... If you think about it in the era that it's from, I didn't experience it at the time, or I honestly didn't even know it existed. This might have been, you know, culturally very impactful as art. It's a freeware game, so I don't think anyone ever even paid for it. It might have been, you know, something like Homestruck or something like that. Homestuck. Um, yeah. Looking at it now, uh, showing the chat some video. I think it's something wrong with my browser. What the hell's going on here? Why is my browser being dumb? There we go. 
Okay. Okay, so it's a little pixelated girl. She's got stuff going on. Let's skip ahead and get into the weird business. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this. It's, maybe that's why it's artistic. It's just impenetrable. I have no idea what's going on here. She's riding a bike, a bunch of paintings around. Uh, yeah, this looks fine. <laughs> All right, there's that one. Uh, let's move on to. I, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of readings from you. Like you're gonna want to try this game real soon. Yeah, I'm gonna get right on it, Bo. I'll give you a full report next week after my completion of Yuki Nikki Hooky Hockey. <laughs> uh, the Endless Forest: Tales of Tales made this as a PC game commissioned as an art expedition or art exhibition originally. Uh, the Endless Forest is a multiplayer online game in which the player controls a stag in a beautiful forest, interacts with other players entirely through sound and body language. I don't remember this either. Any memory so listen, of this? Wikipedia, when you get links to these entries yeah. and they have Wikipedia pages, please post some video and, and like you, you act like people know what this is when they're going to your Wikipedia page. Like, we need some exhibits here. Yeah, I, I googled it and I'm honestly frightened by a lot of what I see. But oh, I can understand weird. why it's considered an art game, I guess. But like, it is arty. I don't know. There, there's weird deer with people faces. Uh, I see some like Rule Thirty Four business already of a deer with its face up another deer's ass. Yep. Yep. Uh, I see you one know, trying like, to pump the other deer. I think. Yeah, there's some sex deer sex. Uh, <laughs> there's these little so. paintings down at the bottom. I don't know what he's actually doing to control anything. He just clicked his own ass. Uh, that deer was glitching out. I don't know what to make of this. This is a. Uh, Another. All right. This list is getting a bit sus. I don't. <laughs> it is getting a little sus. I'm looking right. at this game and I'm like, I was around for gaming in the early 2000s. Like, no one. No, no, but two people knew what this game was, right? Yeah. Or how many people do you see here? Ten people. Ten people knew what this game was. Yeah. Like, this is a strange one. They say that it is, uh, it's considered an MMMO, MMORPG in the loosest sense of the term, though it shares a few things in common with more mainstream. MMORPGs. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Whatever. Killer 7. No, we know that game. That's a, that's a thing. This came out on the GameCube and PlayStation 2. Action adventure directed by Gochi Suda. Uh, and let's see. That has been described as thought-provoking and an art house, uh, art house thing and is cited as a work of art due to its pivot, or sorry, plot involving heavy themes of politics and death. Did never I never played it, but I at least know this game. Yeah, it's one of those. I feel like a lot of people. I never played it, but it sure looked cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, seems, like a lot of art house movies, right? You you go to watch Batman, but you're not watching the Rose and the Wind that kept secrets. You're like, I'll skip that one. You know, because I think that this list like does hit popular games, but it has a lot of omissions where we're like, what about these great games that are clearly great works of art to my gamer brain? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's more like a, eh, you know, that that's the vibe I pick up from some of these selections. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a guy on screen I, right now named he's got a, he's wearing a shirt, a tank top that says funky on it. So yeah, I'm, art. I, I just converted myself <laughs> to the art side. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely art. You guys art. <laughs> Hey. Oh, look at this. Okay, so does he fight? What does Travis do? I forget. He's like a little karate guy or something. Oh, there's a weird dude on the wall. We're in a tight spot. Yeah, this is art. Yep, we're there. Yep, clearly I see lines and, and animation and stuff. Uh, Pathologic, a 
a psychological horror adventure survival role playing game set in the town in a town which is believed to be uh or sorry is befallen by a strange lethal sickness known as the sand plague. It gets in your no, I don't like sand. It gets in your clothes. It gets in your underwear. Yeah, it's uh, rough, yeah. coarse, rough yeah. and coarse, and gets all over. I don't know what yeah. uh, this is, but uh, it's on here. So there's that. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> See if well, at least we're keeping up with the moving faster now. Here at the end of well, the list, yeah. now, <laughs> none of us know what any of these games. It's are. an opportunity to hear about games that may we may have missed and will stay missed. I guess is what we've determined. I wasn't sure when we started this list. Maybe we'll... No, I think this is good. I like it because I like revisiting some of this stuff. Some of this stuff is definitely, you know... I I mean, I'm definitely not playing The Endless Forest or Yumi Nikki. Oh, yeah. I don't think Pathologic I'm going to play either. Yeah, Yumi Nikki can F off. I'm never playing that. But uh, I might play Pathologic. This seems interesting. It's a... What is this? Bachelor? Is this like a difficulty (laughs) setting or is this your class? Well, it looks like my class is the bachelor. What's the next option over? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we, no, we don't. Sean's know. already interested. I am interested. Of, what the bird. hell is this? He's it's like a text, a, a partial bird? text adventure. Yeah, there's um conversations. This is it's like Disco Elysium. Oh my gosh, my mic's falling apart. Say some words while I fix this. Uh, uh well, <laughs> I don't know what that serpenty thing is. He looks almost like a an old Star Wars game model. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, how you doing, John? He should come out and just go ichuta. Anyways, how you doing, John? That's awesome. <laughs> I'm just saying right. words. I fixed it. I have a really, yes. rig, I have a really super jank rig over here for this thing. I gotta fix it. it sucks. Um. All right. All right. Well, I'm gonna propose because we're getting getting to the wrap to the list. I need I need to step away for two minutes. I wonder if we can do mid show. We can totally do that. We're gonna pause you, this. Yeah. No. 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 Let's, let's good... finish the last game. We got one more on. All the right. List. One more game. Here it is. Psychonauts. I think it deserves to be on this game. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The game was very imaginative in a very different like kind of way. <laughs> yeah. But, it, polar opposites, right? Like, what's this? What's that? What's this? Oh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. A game I played. Yes, definitely yeah. art. Then. A game you could also get readily, and it wasn't some weird, obscure thing no one's ever heard about in 2005. This was a game that a lot of people knew about, and it was considered was a high watermark. Deer humping. No, no, so, it was not. So, the, uh, how was the second one received? I didn't hear anyone complain about it, but you also don't hear anyone raving about oh it. I heard stranger nothing, of paradise i heard nothing but raves it, uh I, it's, yeah i heard it, it was very well. good yeah. but i don't think it set the world on fire yeah much like, like the first like, one. like one of those things where like yeah everyone's it's a great game but like maybe it didn't do a lot of sales not doing a lot of streams like everyone's you well, know what i mean it's like, also it, game pass original it's a microsoft owned property now it's on game pass okay. forever so i think that's part of it but it also I mean, it reviewed extremely well. It was up for awards in the end of the year, including the game awards. It didn't win, but it was up for game of the year. Um, I think maybe, so this is a good example of where a game like this and its influence was so strong that it established a new norm for what 3D platforms could be. And now it just feels like another one of those because it already broke all the rules and now it's just living by the new rules, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my problem with it has always been, I think it controls outdated. Like, uh, the controls have always felt bad to psychonauts, but the world, the humor, the creativity behind it, the things you did all felt very uh, fresh and new and amazing. Yeah. Um, I just wish I liked playing it a little better. It's a little stiff. Oh, yeah. It shows its age. You know, there's some issues like that, but I think the new game, 
Again, I haven't played it. And I should. It's downloaded. It's been on my hard drive for since day one, but I just haven't played it. Yeah, it's also that from the little I played the first one, it strikes that balance between adult humor but being whimsical. You yeah, know, like yeah, which is hard and, and colorful and creative. Like I definitely remember enjoying it, but I was probably playing something else at the time. Like you know, but um, yeah. But I also think technically, while it is an X Gen or current now current gen game, I think it maybe lacked the the spark that like ratchet and clank's newest outing has or you know it wasn't a system seller type game the way it would have been if they had released it a few years ago or something i don't know it was more unique i think what you said felt really right it was more unique at the time when it was first released than in yeah. you know a lot of games are doing crazy things now That's and its influence has been felt so now they have to fall under that same iteration right they can't change the world again or maybe they could but who's gonna i don't know i mean games like that often don't get a follow-up so if you like that game and got the follow-up that's really good like is there beyond good and evil it's beyonder supposed to be uh, coming out are they supposed to be yeah i feel like Uh, we're that's vaporware we're not gonna see that one feels like it sometimes it's a a direct sequel sometimes it's about a monkey it seems i don't like it they've shown a hundred different things for that game i feel like yeah it's weird um, all right. Well, we're going to take that quick break. Bo's going to go pee, and then we'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Uh, we're back, everybody. Thank you for uh, yeah. joining us once again. Yeah. We were just talking about fish and cheese and how those sure two things should you. never be together. Yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't happen. I, I think they can go together. All right. Well, There's another place nearby that sells. Uh, it's called, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically like a taco salad, but instead of taco meat, it's fresh fish. Yeah. And it's got like uh, little little shreds of cheese in there. It's got shredded cheese on it. It's good. All right, you you know what? That doesn't sound too bad. In chunks like that, a salad type item, yeah. Because cheese is already a little weird in salads. You got to kind of you got to work things around. Tuna, oh, a tuna melt. Yeah, good point. That's fish. All right, maybe maybe okay. there's no hundred percent here, but there is definitely an argument to be made about a piece of squished together cod. And then a single piece of American, fake American cheese. like I mean, I don't like American cheese in general. I think American cheese is bad. And I think anybody that has the option to put American cheese or cheddar cheese on something, Mm -hmm. I think universally whatever you're making is better with cheddar. Uh, Well, better with cheddar was my porn name in high school. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It was right. Uh, Let us, let us, let us try to uh, do this now. Okay, so we've done all that. Uh, We're moving on. Oh, uh, Dear Martha time, everybody. It's where John has gone and found a review uh, somewhere, either on Steam or Amazon. Today it's on Steam. And... What is this game? <laughs> John does not want me to show this on stream. He's got it in bold letters. I'm going to take him at his yeah, word. Yeah, let me be clear because I kind of realized this after I, I put the title and I looked at the review. Yeah. This is a porn game. Ah. I just want to say that out there. No judgments if you own this or are intrigued by this review. But as the review isn't going to make it clear, before you go rushing out to hear what this perhaps whimsical concept might be, this is a porn game. Mm. Mine... Uh- Oh, I did a search for it. It says it doesn't exist. Maybe I'm... Oh, it's on Steam. Yeah, I'm watching go. the trailer now. And... Oh, here we boy, go. Oh, boy. Oh, I have the I have my my stuff on. Oh, because I'm not logged in. You have to be logged into Steam for it to show you everything. Yeah. Because you have to verify your age and stuff. I'm well, yeah, because now they just straight up show porn on Steam. Yeah, it's just straight up cartoon porn most of the time. I All mean, right. It's pretty, pretty well animated. <laughs> As cartoon porn streams go or uh, uh, scenes go. So this is called Orc Massage. 
I mean, it gives the Breath of the Wild run for its money. I'll bet it does. They probably don't break any weapons in there either, which is great. Step up. Well, you might not. Depends what you call a weapon. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, we're going to find out how Orc Message got reviewed or message massage. <laughs> I said the massage, not the massage. What's the message? We orcs are pissed and want human blood. Okay, I'll pass on the Orc Message. All right, here it is. John, here's your music. Take away. Hi, dearest Martha. I present to you now my review for the video game Orc Massage. Martha. <laughs> Imagine being a humble orc, down on your luck. It's not easy for a big green guy like you to get work. You got few skills, the economy is in shambles, and anti-orc prejudice is alive and well. But then, a goblin recruiter looks past the tusks and directly into your heart. An orc, down on his luck, may have something to offer after all. The city is full of tense monster girls, who just need to unwind, and who better to help them do it than a big orc dude with a firm but loving hand. Orc Massage is a story about hope, about friendship, about class struggle, a tour de force about the triumph of the human uh, orc soul. By the end of it, I was weeping tears of joy and burning sage. Orc Massage, literally changed my life yours in this life and the next mr blister <laughs> oh his name's mr blister gosh dang it why is that his name i don't um, you know why i don't well, you know i wish why. listed this yeah <laughs> it, was, you know what a great review i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie of all the porn games i've seen this is the first one where i went maybe i'd try that game so what do you do the goal is to just massage the an orc? And then, I see. No, you are an orc. You're giving them massages. Oh, you're the orc giving to, massages to, to monster others. girls, like cat girls, and and you know. Okay. Uh, not uh, not orc ladies. It okay. Seems. So chore core next level is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is a chore. You're, you're a masseuse. I mean, that's the job. Yeah. And maybe the massage gets a little. Out of hand, uh-huh. um, orc hand style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know. Do you get it's, just, it's actually nicely animated. I'm oh. like, it really looks like Breath of the Wild porn. Wow. Do you get uh, you don't you get male clients? Is that a thing? You know, I don't think I don't so, know. but it's I don't early know, Scott. Access, I haven't so played it. Despite this amazing <laughs> review, I didn't an, write it. It's an early access, so now's the time. Oh, great. To reach out to the developers and let them know about what the game's missing, so yeah. they put it on the road. Instead map. of a roadmap, do they have a road fap? Is that what they it's do? A cho- chode map. Oh, a chode yeah. map. Chode maps. Even or a better fa- than a road fat map. map. Yeah, fat map. <laughs> chode fap. Chode fap. fap. That's it. Chode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah chode fap. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just uh, that review with that music and that review, and then watching the sensu- sensual uh, massaging technique of an orc on. The nude female body it somehow worked its way into my brain. I'm like, let me click wish list. I want to see where this goes. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> orc Massage is a 3D adult simulation game. You play as an honest orc trying to make a living with his business. But his monster girlfriends, or sorry, monster girl clients have a bad habit of getting turned on by his handiwork. Will he stay professional or be seduced by his clients? That's all on you, it says. Right. So if it's a porn game, it's because you're a dirty birdie. It's because you're a dirty birdie. That's right. I love that term, dirty birdie. 
Me uh, is it that you're a dirty birdie, or is it more like um, uh, uh, shit? What's your min J Rock? What, what, what's J Rock's uh, buddy's name? Oh, uh, Who gets um, in the massage parlor. Ty- Ty- Tyrone. Ty- Tyrell. Tyrone. Tyrell. No, Ty- no, Tyrell's for Mister Robot. He's he's a oh. bad man. Um, Tyrone. I think it's Tyrone. I think it right? is Tyrone. I like Tyrone. Tyrone um, hung but, around. You know, they start that. in the trailer park. They start uh, uh, rub and tug with the yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With Sarah. Yeah, I and remember it that. Tur- it turns out he's pretty good at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he gets getting pimped out by Sarah, and he doesn't want to do it. Then they ask for more, and he's like, "I don't really want to do this." Yeah. Like, the money's really good, though, right? And that was like, a, yeah, I guess. that was one of my high. That was one of my favorite storylines of the trailer park boys. Yeah. He's like this, like you know, gangster dude, and he's giving all these old ladies massages, and they love it, and yeah. kind of like he's making good money. I found the this is the level up sound your orc makes when you level up in the game. He goes like this. Oh Jesus! Wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, that, that's why I didn't. Okay, T. They usually call him T, but it's. Uh, oh, Tyrone. T. Yeah, it is Tyrone. You're yeah. right. He's a member of the Rock Pile. Yeah. J Rock's. <laughs> Dude, J Rock was the greatest <laughs> character of all time. Yeah, no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. Oh, same he's thing. so Mosk. good. Yeah. Malfoul. He's so good. All right, check this out. Why? It's time to talk about the games we played this week. Uh, I think I played my game of the year this, this week. I think it happened. I'm not sure yet because I'm super early, but I think. Tunic is my game of the year. Now, this is an interesting game in that it has been I think talked you are about. Planting this flag <laughs> a little early. It might be a little early. How many minutes I admit have you played? <laughs> I, I totally God admit it. Played twenty-seven minutes. I know. I played more than that, but I played. I played enough to know that they are, they made a game I want to play a hundred percent. I want to play oh. this game. Oh, and I've been looking and talking about this game since 2015. They announced it forever ago. It was one of it, one of Microsoft's indie showcase things at one of the E3 events, maybe E3 that year, 2015. That long ago, seven years now, and um, it took that long. And it's one guy. He works uh, in a very small company. That's him and his wife. His wife does like tons of PR work and the business end of things and all of that. He programs. Does music, does art, does all this other stuff, and built this game. I actually got to sit with her at a uh, at a convention in Ohio in 2018, where we were talking about living or doing nerd jobs, nerdy jobs, and raising kids. It was just the whole that was the entire panel. And I sat next to her, and, and I uh, before and after, I was like, "Oh, I'm so excited about Tunic. Yeah, it's coming along. It's coming along. It's going to be great." And then nothing. It's like, man, is that game ever going to happen? And when it does, will it actually be any good? Good news. Yeah, we talked about it like a couple months ago. We just said, hey, when's Tunic coming out? I know. It feels like almost a surprise release in a weird way. I know the, the Game Pass part was a surprise. Nobody knew it was coming there. What's if it's um, one game, like what kind of marketing budget do you have if it's one or two guys making it? Right? Exactly. But I think, well, already, and, and certainly I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen this, the game is getting incredible buzz. Uh, every review I've read is stellar, and every... Uh, streamer that's playing it is loving it and it's all over the place and this is again just one dude and his wife in a you know trying to make a video game they don't have the budget these big companies have and they're not telling them they shouldn't stream it or shouldn't it's just happening naturally i love when that happens and um it's really good it's very very it looks really good just looking at the trailer i i played a little bit of it as well and i love this game it's it's very good i think I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to say it's my game of the year. <laughs> I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon just yet, but it's very good. And I think 
perhaps the most impressive thing, and I, Scott, I think you'll agree with me, mm. is like this game has made collecting an instruction manual one of the coolest parts of a video game. Oh, it's awesome. Not since like, like Fez have I felt an indie game do something new with it felt like new and creative in the in that way. And who like who would normally care about that? Because the game in some ways is souls like. It's like I'm not gonna tell you anything. And you slowly kind of find out how shit works just by playing it. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes you die and it sucks. And boss fights, I've I've only done one, I think, kind of a boss fight. So that's that'll tell you how far I'm in. I'm only a couple hours into the game. But, um, you know, most of it is like Zelda style puzzles and environmental stuff. Kind of a little bit of uh, Metroidvania in a weird way because there's areas immediately yeah. where you're like, I know I could go there, but I can't yet. Why? What do I need to get there? Well, you know you're going to eventually, but you don't know how yet. And you got to uncover all of these secrets and you're doing this beautiful isometric little fox dude. And I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I love it more than anything I've played this year. So if that's not criteria for early game of the year, I'll you know I'll leave that judgment for, for later. But right now, it's hovering there for me. I am seeing a lot of this game is Zelda's plus Dark Souls light. Yeah, Souls, you know, it's the, got. The, 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 yeah, it's a good way of putting it, it. It's got a lot of elements of it. Like it, it has the, you know, if you die, you lose some of your resources. But it's very light. It's not you lose all of your resources. You lose some of them. It's got the rest at a bonfire sort of place. Enemies respawn, um, but you get all your health back. Your little flasks that you collect that replenish health get replenished. Uh, but it's also, it doesn't have to be punishing. So a lot of times when people say it's like Dark Souls, everyone thinks, oh, well, it's going to be very hard. You can literally, in the settings, make yourself invincible and take no damage in this game. Uh, yeah. It's it's not also, necessarily... Not designed to be punishingly difficult right. unless you kind of want to go down that road. Right. Uh, and even then I don't think it's that hard, but it does do the dark souls thing of being somewhat obscure because uh, as I kind of mentioned, one of the things you collect are pages to what would be like the instruction manual. Like if this was an NES game or SNES game that came out, um, it would in theory have a manual with it. This game doesn't, but in the game with art and in the style of those old manuals, yeah. like, and clearly a used game too. Cause there are some pages that has writing on it. Yeah. Like somebody wrote on it and it's frayed and kind of poorly <coughs> printed in some places. And yeah, it's, there's it's some really places neat. where you're like, Oh, it's the best screenshot they got. And the cool thing is, is when you pull it up too. They apply a filter to the screen that makes it look like the game is playing on a uh, like old style TV in the background. Like it's really, really cool. Like this game's very charming. It's very whimsical. It will remind you of playing those old NES and SNES Zelda games. Um, I don't think the game is without some issues. I do think. I don't really like how the game plays. It feels like the game could play a little tighter. Um, oh, that surprises me. I think it's t- super tight. It feels no, great to me. I hit the dodge button all the time, and it feels like he doesn't do it because there's no, uh, you can't interrupt attack animation. Mm. So if you if you commit to an attack, you're locked into it, so you can't dodge in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so there's this weird mechanic where enemies will flash before they do an attack, which feels like, to my video game brain, it reads as you should dodge when it lights up, mm-hmm. but you can't 
it doesn't the game doesn't give you enough time to dodge in that window because the dodge won't overcome whatever it is you're doing in the moment mm. it just feels a little too it just doesn't feel right to me it mm. feels off mm. um that's my that's my personal opinion scott if you didn't feel that way uh, i would say other people might not i just don't think it feels as good as it could in the combat sense mm. Mm. but from the world design like there's these little things of grass that just look like little foam sticking out of the ground and when you walk through, they just move like little foam. Like the game almost has a texture. Like you feel like you could almost reach out and touch it. Like yeah. artistically, very, very diam- it's incredible. Yeah, very dioramic. Very um, it uses that. What's that focus called? Where uh, oh shoot, tilt tilt shift focus. So it feels like a little model set. So that things in the right immediate foreground are are blurred, and things in the background are a little bit blurred, and then. The focus of the action isn't blurred, but it has this feeling of like a small model you could like reach out and manipulate and mess with. I love that look. Yeah. Big fan of that. You can turn that off if you want, but I actually think it helps the game's uh, overall tone or whatever. Um, there's one thing the chat asked about, and I'll just mention it here. There's um, almost immediately anytime you get a prompt in the game, it will pop up with some language that's totally foreign to you. And at first it looks like it might be a real language. You're like, whoa, what's this? This is weird. It's not. It's this fake world language. And you, like No Man's Sky style, as you get pages to that manual, um, and perhaps other ways, but mostly through the manual, you will learn what those words mean. And then it will start to say those words like, well, this means sword, or this means go north or south or whatever. Um, so there's that that aspect to it, which is kind of interesting as well. Um, I think it's... I this is really scratching all my itches. Maybe part of it is because I'm playing a lot of 16-bit era games that are, you know, grandfathers to this right now for for play retro and otherwise. And I feel like maybe this is just ringing all those bells. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just really roped in though. I really like it like a lot, and I can't wait to keep playing it. Oh, I bet right, you well, like I, it. I bought it while you guys were talking about it. Oh wow! Look at that. <laughs> It's on I game. Mean, you don't there's goes my yeah. Stranger Paradise money. You don't have any. Uh, you don't have Game Pass right now, right? I do actually. Oh, oh it's on Game Pass. Um, Did you not hear this? But, uh, it's on Game Pass, care. PC, and, and Xbox. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right, no, it's totally fine. It has game. Uh, the other thing I would mention. I'm to trying people, not to have Game Pass. The pro- the, the problem is, I'll explain. Can I just take a side? Yeah, go ahead. Because we'll talk about yeah. Elden Ring. Yeah. I think I mentioned it last week, maybe. So stop me if I over-elaborate. But in order to get the online features in Elden Ring, you have to be subbed to Xbox Live. Yeah, that's Guess true. Guess how much Xbox Live costs? At least Canadian, with tax, it's probably $13. It's like $19 to have Game Pass. Yeah. So, and I bought Elden Ring on Xbox because mm-hmm. I didn't know I was getting a new computer. Right. So to play with the online features, which are absolutely free in the PC space, I had to get Game Pass. Ah, uh, yeah. So I have it, but I'm mad at it. So <laughs> I'm playing a game I bought on Xbox, but I have to pay for Xbox Live. And I thought, well, maybe I'll feel like playing something. Yeah. And now I bought it without even checking if it was on Game Pass. And see, now I'm, I'm annoyed. But well, I'm, the only I'm, it's a single developer. I'm I'm happy for sure. them to just sure. have my money. I like so. the I like the cross save stuff. That's a big deal for me because I want to choose where I want to play it. That's the main reason. But I totally get that. And I mean, yeah, obviously, who knows if it's online? If it has some online anything, Microsoft's going to want me to pay to use the internet. 
Yeah. And well, and also, so would Sony and so would Nintendo. I mean, it works that same way on all three, but. I know. Let's uh, not open that can of worms. It's probably fine. <laughs> you don't want to go like, down that path tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah. You know, I, I, it's fine. It's an indie developer. I want them, you know, this is me not giving money to a Stranger of Paradise now. So. No, that's a good fine. point. And Stranger of Paradise or, or even Orc Massage can wait. Okay. They can wait. Yeah. Orc Massage can wait. Yeah. It certainly can. Um, Okay, so there's that. I really like it. More on that later. Um, I don't know why I love it as much as I do, but I do. All right, let's move on. I played a whole bunch of... Okay, so we had family in town a bunch, so my gaming time was real weird. I had very little alone time to play. And when I did have that time, I was playing more Axiom Verge. I think that game's amazing and uh, as good as any modern take on like a Metroid take. I think that game's awesome. I love it. I can't believe it took this long to play it. Um... 2015 it came out the new one just came out last year i'm excited to play that now but i'm going to beat axiom verge first and that game has surprised me in so many ways i just absolutely love that game Um, but it's old news so i won't spend too much time on it uh tetris effect you guys remember that that's a thing yeah i love tetris effect it's very good it might be the greatest tetris game ever made although i would argue the ds tetris game is probably my favorite of all time uh, I love that game, but there's in some ways they're very similar in that they offer a lot of the same modes just presented very differently. And, uh, that's probably why I like it so much. Anyway, with my nephew, I sat and played, uh, who's here from Minnesota. Doesn't get a lot of time to play games out where he is. He and I played competitive and cooperative Tetris effect, uh, a ton. And I've never done the, there's boss battles in that damn thing. It's crazy. Like you're working with, you, another person, possibly computers or, or up to four other people, or even a person can be the boss, and they're playing kind of a different game of Tetris than you are, and you're trying to take down the boss, and the boss behaves like a boss with patterns, and it's crazy. That thing is crazy, that game. And I think they just added all that. That's kind of new, um, those features. Anyway, Tetris Effect is great. Tetris never gets boring. Tetris is great. Uh and I installed Shredders on Game Pass, this new snowboard game that I actually got kind of excited about. Really mixed reviews out there, though. So I'm a little bummed about that. Um, that was another surprise Game Pass uh, day one thing. It's like we haven't gotten a snowboarding game in a long time. I agree. A good one, Wasn't too. Was there one from, from Ubisoft? Or? There was, but it's that's 2008 or nine. It's old now. Oh. I yeah. thought maybe that new one had snowboarding, the one with all the extreme sports. Oh, with the bikes and the paraglider land or something like that. I wonder how that is. Well, Steep is a pretty good game, but it's older. That other one you're talking about, I haven't tried yet. Maybe I should. But this one looked like a more of a 1080 kind of approach. Like, hey, here's just snowboarding. Let's go. And I love 1080, man. Just a huge fan of that game back in the N64 days. And so it's installed. I'll play it, but the reviews are mixed. They say the controls are un, unnecessarily hard to get your head around, and I think that's probably bad. Um, but yeah, you know, I love me some SSX Tricky and SSX3. Yeah, Riders Republic is the game Bo's thinking of. And I haven't heard. Mm, is that game good? It's it. been out for a bit. Is it good? I don't know. Ubisoft's in a weird place, and I feel like I don't know what's going on with their games. Riders. Yeah, they're they're definitely I think they they need some excitement. Big time. Yeah, how do I you do that with them? I think they're become phoning it in the company. And <laughs> uh I mean it's in all seriousness, you know, they they pump out 
clones of their previous iterations on games and very little, at least in their single player adventure games, feels really innovative or, you know, maybe some of the RPG elements in Assassin's Creed, like they're doing good stuff, but you know, they need someone to try and buy them again. Yeah. That thing that uh, that desperation really produced a lot of creative decisions for them. I actually have a question about that. Do you remember when they were making so much hay, including on stage, they were making hay about the idea that they were not going to get repurchased or reabsorbed with whatever conglomerate it was. I don't remember like who Vivendi it was. Vivendi or something like was that. Was it Vivendi? It was something like that in France or in Europe. And they were going to get sucked into that. And they were trying so hard to not have that happen. And then it didn't happen. So it got up on stage. What's his name going? We are so happy. Wee wee poo poo. And told everybody. <laughs> That's terrible. Nobody tell uh-huh. Patrick what I just yep, did. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> when Patrick did might not care. Patrick gets mad at Ubisoft. Remember when he got off the call because oh, all that yeah. stuff was going on? He, he left was like, that live stream. I'm not even going to watch them talk about their games right now. Yeah, like, he was mad. Imagine if this that had been Blizzard stuff. Oh, my, it would have been worse. But but yeah, he he has no love for them right now. But but he got up and was all excited. And now they're like, why will no one buy us? Why will no one purchase us? I'm like, didn't you just say how awesome it was you didn't get purchased and you stayed independent? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's weird. Anyway, they got an eight for this on IGN on Writer's Republic. Maybe that's the game I need to check out. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, that's me. That's what I played. Uh, John. Oh, we talked about Tunic. Yeah. Uh, tell yeah, me we that. talked about Tunic. Yeah, how's, um, how's Elden Ring continuing to fold out for uh, me there? I've nearly beaten Elden Ring. Mm. I'm up to the final boss, and I can't beat it. And uh, I'm trying. I'm, they they nerfed me, bro. Mm. And uh, so I'm I'm now going around doing other things. Here's kind of because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be talking about Elden Ring because I'm I'm at the cusp of beating it. Yeah. So here's kind of my closing thoughts on Elden Ring. Um, this is one of the best video games I've ever played. Mm. And it's hard to quantify that because the game is punishing and it feels like I'm mad at it as often as I am having a good time with it. So it's not always in the forefront of me going, wow, this game's really amazing because pretty frequently Clutch is showing Writer's Republic while I'm talking about it. Yeah, sorry, I forgot it was on. (laughs) I was not meaning to do that. (laughs) But, uh... Is that a giraffe on a bike? It was a giraffe on a bike and an elephant. I'm telling you, I'm not saying this is going to make me play Riders Republic, but maybe it'll make me play Riders Republic. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, but it, it's very easy to get distracted by how I'm feeling at the moment on a gameplay sense. But between playing the game myself and watching Bo play a lot of the game, it's really shown me kind of how incredible that game is. Um, the other day, I was playing through this area that was a a very fiery area, lots of lava and stuff like that. And I knew I was further into the game than Bo was and that I had downed more story bosses than him. But I tuned into his stream and all of a sudden I saw him exploring the fire area because he had hit a warp and gotten in there and was checking it out and seeing it. And I had been playing the fire area all day. Mm feeling like I had explored every nook and cranny of that damn place. And now Bo is suddenly there in the same place that I am. And within, I I look away, I do some stuff in my game. I look back at his and he's a place I've never seen before in that area, exploring a whole cave and system that I had no idea was there. And like that in a lot of ways is like the majesty of this game. Like, it has created 
this big open world where it feels like it's not just go to this place and do this activity and repeat. There are elements of that. Like there are caves and there are ruins and you see similar patterns throughout it, but they've tucked them away and they, they haven't tried to advertise them in the way that most video games do. Yeah. And they've put the desire to explore these purely on what, what will that do for you? Is that going to get you an accessory that's going to change your build? Is that going to get you a weapon that will beat any other weapon if you, you know, if you like the way it plays? And it's created this genuine curiosity. Earlier today, I had to go do a dungeon that I watched Bo run because I missed it and he found it. It's so full of things like that. Uh, but I saw what item he got, and I was like, what item did Bo get? I gotta find that dungeon. I spent a ton of time looking for it. And he just happened to find it on the path he took. Oh, which dungeon was it? It was the one that gets you the uh, the golden scarab accessory that um, gives you more runes when you kill stuff. Because oh, as I'm trying to level up, it's in, uh, is it Karia? Is that what it's called? anyway it's one of those dungeons in there like you jump into a cave it's got a lot of scarlet rot in it which is just a real bastard of a thing oh yeah okay and uh oh it's it's, it's on the tree like you have to walk across the tree yeah yeah Yeah. that's what's like here's a tree branch and i'm just like walking like oh there's a dungeon on the other side of this tree branch that's hanging over a cliff what the hell yeah i never did it but bo was there and i was like i want this and it's just this incredible like kind of world that we're all kind of doing similar things and there's big checkpoints that we can kind of check in with each other and be like hey did you you know did you fight Margaret? uh hey did you fight uh whoever i can't remember all their names but like you know have you gone to this area have you seen this how about the dung um, guy or the poo guy that's hanging uh, what's his name? I'm working on the quest for the dung eater. That's yeah. one of the few things I have left. Like his quest is really long and involved, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff to do with old dung eater yeah. or dung whatever his name is. He's stuck. Is, it dung is a dung eater. Yeah. He stuck with me in that opening intro uh, for whatever reason. I think about that. Well, I mean, you've got Captain Excitement announcing all these people, and he's like the dung eater. Yeah, like he he's so <laughs> it's just very excited. Yeah. Those words have never been said that way before. Yeah, he was stoked uh, today. Stoked but it's it. it's crazy good. The spectacle, the stuff that's just off the beaten path. Because I got to the final boss, and I was like. But wait a minute, I still have huge chunks of my map grayed out. Mm-hmm. How am I to the final boss if there's like, you know, a sixth of the map that I can't even see right now? Mm. And I know there are other bosses because they've pointed them out. That excitable guy that was talking about the dung eater talked about all these people. I haven't seen half of them, mm. yeah. but I'm to the a final boss. A lot of bosses boss. are optional. Yeah. And so. These speed you, you runs, explore. people are speed running this thing in 30 minutes. Obviously, they're skipping a ton of content to do it. Um, yeah. But uh, I suppose that goes to your point earlier about how the game isn't actually hard. It's just a practice and redo. And then once you figure it out, you can run that thing in 25, 30 minutes, which is crazy. Well, yeah. I, they're I mean, probably using glitches and stuff. I don't, I didn't, I don't want to get spoiled, so I didn't look at any of it. But I'm assuming speedrunners glitch things to. Well, the one yeah, I watched, they didn't skips. Oh, are they? Because the one I watched, they were maybe it was longer than thirty, but I watched one where I didn't watch it till the very end. But most of the time, it was just 
he knew what areas to jump through, get away from stuff. Don't ever touch this dude. Don't that kill that too. guy. It, yeah, Skyrim but, was beatable in two hours as well, and that's like a two hundred hour game if you yeah. let it. Like, yeah. it's like I, it makes it makes for an interesting headline, but the game's designed like any open world game is designed to be open world. <laughs> like, so of course you could beat it right away if you're a maniac, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah you no know, it's like that's supposed to be I true. Mean, of Tunic, by the way, Tunic's supposed to be if you know, and that, I'm staying away from spoilers there because this is one I don't want to know about. But in Tunic, supposedly there's a way to go straight to the boss, and you could beat him with a stick if you knew what you were doing. <laughs> like right away, you could. I do mean, it. that's that's pretty cool, and that's the stuff. I'm excited for, and that's the stuff I like about this. But yeah, they are doing things where it's like, well, if I jump off this ledge and hit this, I don't have to go to the whole first castle. I can just skip that entire area. Now I'm in the lake zone, and I don't have to bother with any of this. Can Um, someone make a game where a speedrunner can't do that, though? Like, just as an aside, like, can we get a game where it's like, we're making this for speedrunners, we've tested all the bugs in it, Mm. you can't finish this game unless you play it 20 hours? I mean, there's (laughs) gotta be... That would be... That'd be interesting. Although I have watched Final Fantasy speedruns, mm-hmm. and those are still like four hours long. Oh yeah, some are some are like, much longer. But it, it, I, I think the answer to your question, Bo, is they already do. It's just there's they just range in how long. So like Elden Ring, apparently this patch killed a bunch of speedrunning. Chatroom's talking about that as well. But whatever mm. this patch is, just destroyed a bunch of speedrunning plans for a whole bunch of people, which is fine. Um, I don't think they should yeah. feel bad. That's how that works. But. Uh, if somebody beats, I don't know, Symphony of the Night, I was watching a speedrun yesterday. I don't, I'm Lately, I'm kind of fascinated with this. I don't know why. 16-bit speedruns are fun to watch. No, I and, watch them all the time. Yeah, speedruns yeah. are, are fun. Yeah. I just, I, I don't like, nobody likes them a week after the game launches. No, I agree with that. But also, well, I mean, again, I, I they're going to do it. No matter what, they're going to do it. Can't stop it. They're going to do it, and it's the internet, so they're going to share. And they're going to hit a record, and that record will stand for a while, and then someone else will beat it. So it's like that's the sport in it. And I yelling at the moon. I respect it, but it is a little disheartening sometimes when you played something for two, three hundred hours, and then you find out somebody did all of what you did. Well, not all of what you did, but they beat a game in like ten, and it just there is a there's a cheapening effect if you let it. Right. Yeah, they solved. You know, they're they're a super genius that solved a puzzle in two yeah. seconds that took you three hours to figure out or days. Yeah. So. And that sense of self congratulation that your victory is diminished because somebody did it in two seconds because they have a math brain or something. Well, I mean, I think there is an element of that, but I also think that you will regain your appreciation and feeling okay about your achievement if you ever try to mimic a speed run and mm. you realize how hard the things they are are is. Yeah. The, like the other thing about yeah. The other thing about speedruns too is that there's speedrun communities. So it's not just some guy who's like, I'm a super genius, I figured it all out. It's like a game launches mm. and they're immediately sharing the things they find. Oh, yeah. Like it was a community of people who support each other. So when something gets learned it's not like keep it a secret so I can get the record. It's mm-hmm. like it'll become known as soon as you do it. Mm-hmm. So there's whole communities just based on sharing information about things they found to make their speeds faster. So, yeah. you know, it's fascinating. And I think some of this in Elden Ring is done intentionally because I did watch a bit of that speed run. And one of the things that's interesting, you know, those uh, those enemies that are like cabinets and they open up and will sometimes pull you into it. They're like big metal like Iron Maidens on wheels. Like there's one of those, just one, not all of them. If it kills you, if it pulls you into its cabinet, closes and kills you that way, 
it teleports you to a different section of the game. Oh, I think I found and, that one. That's <laughs> the only one that does it. Oh, um, is it the only know? one? Yeah. Yes. That's how I ended up in the fire. I ended up in Carry a Manor in that fire thing because of that. At the bottom of Academy of Ray Lucaria, there's one of those things, and it killed me by eating me. And it, I thought I was in Fireland. And I was like, what the shit is this? <laughs> Yep, that's and then it. the boss is two of them, and I couldn't beat it. I was like, "Get me out of here!" And so I left. I wanna, but I'm going to go back um, real, real, real quick know. before you dive back fully into Elden Ring. I just wanted to address this one thing. Simply Squared in the chat says these fun or these speedrunners are the fun suck community. I disagree with that. I think that this this is not meant for you as a brand new game buyer to pay, to pay fifty bucks and immediately tune into to what speedrunners are doing. Yeah. You should. Yeah, I don't click that. on those articles. I see them like because. Newsflash this week was basically all news about how to do things in Elden Ring or what's happening around Elden yeah, Ring. Yeah, it's like tons 80% of it. of it. Tons of it. And I look at those articles in my Feedly feed and I go, I'm not clicking on it. No, your goal it. your goal should be this. You should, like me, uh, you know, play Symphony of the Night 25 years ago. Yeah. And then no. go, oh, that game. Let me see what the speedrunning community is like on that. Oh, my gosh. Look at these guys go. But you're not. They're not sucking fun out of it. They're actually making the game live on for you a little bit. In a way that and you didn't later, uh, you'll appreciate that they exist because if if you don't feel like playing Super Metroid and want the quick version of of refeeling the experience, mm-hmm. there's a two hour speed run and that's fun enough. You yeah, know? it's like fun. I, yeah. It's really good. One but. of my favorite video features uh, is actually so I think it's IGN that does this, um, but they will have the developers sit in and watch whatever the current world record speed run is and offer their commentary watching somebody basically break their game. Mm-hmm. I watched this for the Doom Eternal one, and it was hilarious. Like, it was, it was extremely entertaining because you got these devs that are watching people utilize tools that, in some cases, they were just hoping nobody would notice existed there. And so they start blaming each other. They're like, I can't believe you left that in. You left that in for you, and now they're using it. And, like, it's it's genuinely this like fun thing, but I I agree. It's not something that you jump in and, you know, try to experience alongside your initial gameplay. Like it is something you come to specifically for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's it's just, it's better just ignore it. Yeah. And I, I mean, the way I look at it is this is a meta thing and games are very meta now. And this is part of it. I think, I think it's fun to embrace it. Also the speedrunning community makes so much freaking money for charity every year with that yeah, games done the, quick thing. It's insane what they do. And That's I cool love watching those streams. Yeah. I, the only thing I'm sad about is, and I, I not saying that they should, I respect their decision, but there is something about when they were doing those live and obviously post, you know, pandemic and all that, they can't get together for it, but mm-hmm. it just loses something when it's just everybody basically doing their Twitch stream, yeah. <laughs> but during the event uh, that loses yeah, a little the, something. The, the, the humble production quality of hotel chairs scattered everywhere, all disorganized. <laughs> like, yeah, I miss is, it. It's part of the experience. Yeah. It's part of what we love about and the awkward, you know, nerds. They're not media trained, but yeah. doing a great job. Um, you know, they remind me of going to Magic the Gathering pre-releases at hotels. Yeah, with you know the guy in the the the, the Magic Judge with the giant ref Footlocker shirt and mustard stains on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I know where I am. I, this is in most places. If the ref has mustard stains, you're, you, it's a bad thing. Here, you're like, it's cool. It, it's you know, yeah, rock that mustard stain. 
Um, that's an important shirk and an important <laughs> part of my experience. I agree. And yeah, games done quick is like that, right? You don't mm, yeah. you don't want uh, entertainment tonight in your in your production. So. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I think maybe this. I don't know what their plans are this year, but they might be able to. You know, numbers are so down now. We're getting to endemic stage. It's, it's entirely possible they get that live again. That'd be really nice because yeah. I I definitely enjoy it more when it's the the weird humble production that it typically is, and you got everybody cheering and stuff yep i agree um but just in closing yeah i am blown away by elden ring like bottom line i've sunk over 100 hours into that game since it came out which is an insane amount um and i already want to just experiment with different builds and try other things and you know i know there are still huge sections of the game that i'm probably missing even though i have now finally filled in all the blank spots in the map um, I've heard there's different endings. Uh, it's just really, really good. And it's really captivated my imagination about what like an open world game can be. And it's been fun to watch other people play it. It's been fun to play it myself and just see how wildly different all of those playthroughs are. Uh, it's just done it so right. So I I love it. You know, I made fun of Scott for it earlier, but like it's, right now it's the coolest thing I've played this year. Yeah, it'll probably be your game of the year. It'll probably be a lot of people's game of the year. It might end up being mine once I get more time, but um, it's funny. I think a lot of the reasons that even early on Tunic is working for me are similar reasons. You know what I mean? Which is weird. I didn't expect that. I didn't know what Tunic was going to be because they were so tight-lipped about it. Nobody knew. We thought, well, maybe a Zelda-like sort of, or we don't know what this is. It's it's a lot like Elden Ring in a weird way. Um, I don't know. Souls likes they're they're having a broader, a broader effect than we all thought. Uh, all right, Bo, tell me about you and Elden yeah, Ring. Whatever I did was play add? Elden Ring oh, the that, entire okay. week. I touched nothing else. Yeah. Um, you Any know, thoughts to add there. I, I could, we could, it's it's hard because if all three of us were playing to the same depth, I think we'd have. That conversation, I, th- I think, but I know you're like, I'm more interested, Scott, like how much time have you put into it? Is it just it doesn't seem super appealing? Um, I'm a, it's not that it doesn't appeal to me. It actually appeals to me greatly. The problem is I've had to I've had to face up to, to kind of a time problem uh, that I didn't yeah, know I had because yeah. when I jump around and play a lot of games, sometimes that is a time reason. Like it's like, oh, I can play a little bit of this and a little bit of that and it's OK and I can move around or whatever. Um, for me to really deep dive has been super hard lately in particular. And as a result, games like that, which need that kind of time, unless I'm going to spend a bunch of time on guides and okay, this enemy, I can, you know, I don't, I really don't want to do that either. I want to experience the, the, the things that make the game great. The, the discovery of how to beat a character or a, a creature, a boss, whatever. I want to get that organically. And as a result, I'm like, well, to do this properly, I need like five hours. I don't have it. And so I don't. I do something else. So so that's been my problem. It's not the game's fault. And I don't even think it's my... I think I may just have finally come to terms why these Souls-likes haven't worked for me before. It's never been about the difficulty. It's about the time investment. And I just haven't had it. So I need yeah. to... I, I would agree with that. It's like a lot of games that ask you to sink in. Yeah. Even story games. Where was I? What's these characters... Dark Souls doesn't have that characters wise, but it has that like context wise. Right? What am I doing? What have I explored? What didn't I explore? 
Like yeah. Too much time away from the game would affect me that way too. I yeah. think. Yeah. So I'm having that problem, and I 100% will be playing it more. I'm not done. Not even close. Hmm. But yeah, you're right. I, I would say there's a lot of game in this. Like, I think I did three zones, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to a fourth one. And I'm like, well, this is other zone that I skipped past, and it's a whole way bigger than I thought it was, and there's a whole pile of shit in there to do. And I'm being kind of completionist myself about it. Like, I'm, you know, I'll spend time looking at the overworld and investigating every nook and cranny. Kind of like I, I plan out my exploration phase and I cover ground and I know I'm not going to get everything, but I try to make sure I'm doing a pass on all the surface area. Yeah. It's time consuming. You can't play the game that way. Like I think everything's available online. So if you wanted to n- just know things, you can keep Google open and make a more efficient thing. But I just think you're undercutting your experience doing that. Yeah. But at the same time, I will say this. I'm ready to be done with Elden Ring. Like, <laughs> like I, I've enjoyed the game, but it's gone. It's gone a little too long, and I know I'm still probably going to be playing it for a while. But I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. It's a, it's a bit too much. And you know, I'm not the biggest open world fan. I definitely don't want to play another open world game anytime soon after this. So I'm really starting to think about like, you know, what, I, what something I want to do after. Like, I think I'm going to pick up Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and, and play that. Just Mm. to wash my mouth out and, and have a, a, a latest gen sort of game anyways to play sure to wash my mouth out of open world like forever games just explore this massive pile of land for ten thousand hours it's like oh my god and then to go to another game like i can't play horizon oh yeah i was thinking yeah, maybe playing yeah. another one i can't play i can't play a game in this genre back to back yeah it, it you know i'll probably play tunic but i sort of thinking about that differently so hopefully it's not it's yeah, not yeah. Like this massive 3D space. I agree. That's so I'm ready to be done with the game, but yeah. I'm like committed. So I got to see it through to the end. But um, yeah, you're going to be there for a bit. I, think. I would say, like, you know, because that's why I asked you about that. Because I think, like, long term, it is like, even if you get five hours, when's your next five hours? Right. Is it in that's a month? the problem. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't really recommend this game if you're going to do five hours a month, maybe. Yeah. Because I, I'd like. I'd, I'd like this game, but I'd like to be finished the game. <laughs> and I guess I could finish any time, but I'm like, but what if there's a cool sword? Mm. You know, so. Yeah, that's um, how they get you. There's yeah. always a cool sword. Yeah, count on it. Yeah. But uh, I, I It's funny you it. said that, by the way, because I picked up uh, Borderlands 3, which I passed on originally for 10 bucks the other day. It was on sale. And I was like, well, that's mm. too cheap to pass up. So I may actually end up playing that at some point when I'm just want to shoot there's a game I, I bought it when it was released on steam after the year of exclusivity and just maybe played a few hours of it really just didn't yeah. do it for you it's a game that's better with friends i think that's a game that kind of ruined the single player experience after having i played the entire two and all the dlc with crofton mm. and now just like we're talking about stranger of paradise the dumb humor of it is not as nearly as good as when you're laughing with somebody yeah, about it it's so i'm i'm gonna play tiny teen in wonderlands but I, i'm a little worried i'm gonna feel the same way playing this game where yeah. it's like yeah i'm playing it but i want to play it with some people yeah so well that game know. has that secret level where you unlock a, a thumb drive full of questionable porn at a at a restaurant right john yeah, I think the, so. I yeah, think so. yeah that's, that's right. the one at a medieval times yeah medieval much. times that's what it is uh all right well I, I read this note in here that says closing the book on lost ark yeah so here's yeah by the way one more one more oh, closing yeah, thought ahead. on elden ring yeah, not, not that hard of a game um 
just in case you missed the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. Stop stop bragging about how you're good at the game. Yeah. Uh, it's not that hard to, to play the game. Um, so closing the chat. So I feel like a little bit I have to PSA this because there are people who've joined the guild and who check in on the Lost Ark thing with me in particular. Um, but I have brought it up and talked a lot about it on the show. But I've, I think the last time we talked about Lost Ark, or I spoke about last Lost Ark, is that it's like a really good chef prepared. Chef Ramsay made you the best meal ever, but put a scoop of diarrhea on it and told you it was a good part of the, it's part of the experience of eating the thing. So That's I've decided so that the diarrhea is, is too too much. It's not. You can't do the diarrhea anymore. <laughs> and, and specifically, I got recommended. I didn't even, well, I watched some of it, but I didn't even watch it. But I got YouTube recommended a video. Player spends 15000 Asmongold, I think, interviews player that spends $15,000 in the game. Who does that? And I went, I went oh, here we go. Here we go. Lord. Here we go. I hate that. So I'm listening to it because I'm trying to find out, you know, are you buying costumes for your little uh, quest givers? All right, whatever. That, that doesn't affect me. Mm. You know, um, as it turns out, the later zones in the level, like what, when I first started playing, there's about 13 zones. I think I'm at about nine or 10. I can't remember. But you need item level to hit the zones just to do the world questing. Mm. So, as it turns out, right now I'm in a phase of endgame where this percent chance for increases have not gone lower than 80%. Mm. So, I get my item level upgrades. No problem. It's great. Mm. You know, sometimes I fail. No big deal. Or do my day, not my dailies, but just do the chaos dungeons and the the raidy shit and get mats and go for it. It it goes down to like 10 to 3% as you scale up. Uh, and, this sounds like Black um, Desert to me. That's really low. Yeah, that's three percent ten percent chance on an item upgrade means you know on average best case scenario, not best case scenario, but average best case scenario is you fail nine times and get one upgrade. Yeah, that's bad. However, you could fail fifty times yeah. on one piece of gear. <laughs> you have like nine pieces of gear. Yeah. Okay. So you might want to shortcut that to hit the content gate, right? Yeah. So maybe you're swiping. Now, as part of this uh, thing, I, there's a daily spending limit of $1,000. So they spent, they limit you. But oh. over 15 days, you can blow 15000 to get your gear to a certain level. Oh, I, I, a thousand dollars. Thank goodness they put a ceiling on a thousand dollars. Yeah, thank day. goodness yeah. those responsible guys over Jeez. at Smilegate and Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Um, uh, are very responsible. Uh, so here's the thing. I, I, you know, I can put up with a little bit of this BS, but, and I don't want to even sit and get into that conversation. Like they're snake oil merchants and this is what snake oil merchants look like in 2022. They don't look like they do in the old West. They give you a pretty video game, tell you it's worth your time and then ask you to give them $15,000, yeah. sit in a boardroom and say, we got a bunch of people who spent tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> and they go, that's great. That seems like a reasonable way to run a business and we're providing good value. Like, the snake oil salesman, the yeah. grift. It's a grift. It is a grift. And I, I didn't want to believe there was diarrhea on this meal. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to believe this game was good enough would accommodate me. But the fact is, if I start playing Endgame and can't hit content gates because I'm behind pressuring me into making those purchases, that's really directly impacting gameplay at this point. Yeah. Um, and I just don't. I don't need. I, I don't need that abuse. 
to be frank, there's lots of games out there. Mm-hmm. I don't need Square Enix's abuse about what I can and cannot stream. Mm-hmm. And I don't need uh, Smilegate's abuse to play their game. You know what? I don't even have to play games. There's lots of great books. I can just stop gaming, guys. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Like, stop this nonsense. And before I get into a rant, I'm going to cut it off there. But <laughs> I agree with you, by the way, 100% on this. I, I, I don't, especially in playing Elden Ring. Like, yeah. think about Lost Ark is not that good of a game that it deserves fifteen thousand dollars from someone. Elden Ring deserves fifteen thousand dollars, but yeah. they're only ever going to ask for sixty to eighty bucks yeah. or less when it's on sale, and they're going to give you a great game. Yeah. So, I, I, this isn't really about even the moral right or exploit. Just forget all that. The game's just not worth fifteen thousand dollars, <laughs> like or ten thousand, or it's not worth more than fifty dollars, sixty dollars, like. And maybe a ten month dollar sub or something like that. I pay a subscription fee, yeah. but they're asking for too much, and they smile like it's okay, like everything's fine, like what? There's no, you know. And if you're saying that's the way it is in Korea, they're still grifting people. It's, it's still a culture of people accepting being grifted. I don't think it makes it any better. No, that it's more culturally acceptable in one country. Uh, a scam is a scam, and um, and games are not that important. It's not like food. You know, we don't have you don't have to give somebody money for some pixel like basically you're making health bars go down faster mm. pick you know pixel anyways i'm just gonna stop ranting so i've decided <laughs> i'm closing the chapter on lost ark i love eight button diablo i love the gameplay they've done a lot right here there's lots of great inspiration to take from this game and to yeah. other games but um it's a exploitative model by the way there's also new content out oh so the what, game's uh, been out like yeah. a month and there's a whole new zone with a content gate on it mm. And once you hit that threshold, your chances go back up to 80% and you grind down again. And uh, I'm hearing that, you know, like games like Path of Exile or Warframe, there'll be a regular flow of content, which means that 15 grand you spent on upgrading your thing is going to be, you know how it is at the end of a WoW X-Pack, all oh, your worst. late game gears, like basically toilet paper. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I hate that idea that you're just going to start that cycle over and that it costs that much to yeah, have gotten yeah. there. That's horrible. Yeah, and they're like, well, you don't have to spend it. Yeah. You don't have to spend it. No. But you, you could play it. But if you, you wanted to give us $20,000, <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. I don't like it. Those and, are and I it's, don't. it's not for even a cool costume. It's literally just to have plus two points. Mm. By the way, while I'm on, on talking about some of the subjects, I also looked into the card system. Mm-hmm. It's also way worse than I expected to. Mm. So I thought the cards weren't a big deal because you get a collection of five cards, you get plus 0.08 dam- dark damage reduction, let's say. Yeah, yeah, whatever, not impacting. Well, the idea is you got to upgrade those cards to level 12 or something like that. Yeah. To level to your card to level two, you need two cards, two copies. To level to level three, you need three copies. To get to level 12, you obviously need like 12 copies or something like that. Yeah. Well, you see where this is going, right? And they have yeah. card packs that randomly drops. And of course, you also need an XP currency to magically make the cards merge. Uh-huh. And you are also looking at an excuse to spend tens of thousands of dollars for what is not an insignificant boost once they're at level 12 or something, you know? Right. And I'm like, yeah, I want off. That's that's kind of yeah. take your game and throw it in the toilet. Like it, it's a it, it's garbage. Well, I'm that's sorry, hot that's, garbage. that's where the uh, the 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 diarrhea is supposed to go. Is the, is the it's toilet. the diarrhea? I, I I ate around the diarrhea, <laughs> and then, and then all that was left was the diarrhea. And my parents raised me to finish my plate. So yeah, like a good boy, I ate that. They slurped up the diarrhea with this big spoon and went. I'm never eating at Chef Ramsay's restaurant again. 
Oh, you're killing me with these metaphors. Yeah, I, I wound up yeah. quitting out before we even got to that point. But I, I think the reason for my quitting was because Bo's right. The gameplay is really good. Mm. Like, story is good enough to, to keep you playing and, and invested in the gameplay loop. Sure. But I think as I as my inventory filled with more shit that I had no idea what purpose it served. It was the equivalent to continue to run with this analogy of Gordon putting this food in front of me and me going, this, this is really good. And then him slowly pulling down his pants. I'm like, what are you doing? And then slowly <laughs> yeah. crouching over the food. And I'm like, Gordon, Gordon no. oh, he's going to put deal. the diary I'm, yeah. I'm eating and then leaning over and then getting ready. And I'm like, no. Yeah. So not- I got out before the diarrhea was even clearly yeah. on there because I was like, no, this is coming. He's going to. He, he's sprinkling he's, the, this salt he, shaker in the crack of his butt, too, just to make yeah, things out of his He's going to do something. He's up to no good on the table in front of me. Like, no, I, no, 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 no. It's, like, it's Ramsey food. It's super good how can you not eat it that's yeah. the good part about lost ark it's the best gameplay yeah yeah and nope, you I, know the story is kind of shit but i was willing to forgive it but Listen. there are some cool moments i mean like i think of the the siege of that castle was so cool and that tower you go up while that uh dragon or ifrit looking monsters attacking the whole time like the the set pieces are really incredible yeah. like there there is a lot of good there but the problem is, is I just want somebody to make uh, a $60 version of that game that just feels like a complete entire game and just throws out all this other crap Completely that agree. I just don't want. Yeah, totally agree. Or or a model that's just more akin to a reasonable MMO type model or something. Not this weird like Black Desert's screw you over money thing. Um, and we'd like to officially and formally apologize to the Gordon Ramsay estate for uh, we are not saying you've ever pooped on anyone's food. Okay, it's life. an analogy. It's, it's an analogy. If, if you pooped on something, people would still want to eat it and eat around it. I think. Yeah, I've watched so is. many Gordon Ramsay shows lately. I think he's gotten his his royalties from my household alone. Oh, he's fine. So. Yeah. You he's know, doing he's just fine. Okay. Yeah. Probably fine. We're not saying he actually puts diarrhea on his food. No. I think, and I think everyone knows that. He's got enough brand recognition to know. So. Yeah, he's all right. I, I liked are are hot- we worried about getting a, <laughs> a letter? All I know is <laughs> I liked his Hot Ones episode, and I would be more concerned about that day's diarrhea than any other day from Gordon <laughs> Ramsay. I mean, you know what? No. Back? Hang on. No. He's I called didn't. enough people's food shit that, you know, it's fine if like, <laughs> one good turn deserves another. If he can't take, if he can't dish out or take what he can dish out and he can pound sand. Yeah, good point. His whole persona, and he's supposed to be like a real nice guy in person and nothing like his persona, but that's your persona. So here's your money. Don't complain. Our analogy holds. Okay. If you watch the British version of a lot of his shows, you see that the American version, you get the impression they're like, hey, can you play up the anger and oh, the meanness yeah. a little bit? Because yeah. you watch his British shows and he's so much nicer and yeah. so much less hostile towards things and so much more forgiving. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, they expect something different from and in his, the one is his, in his house where he's cooking with his kids. He's like really kind to them and they're trying. And if they mess up, he's like, no, no, it's okay. Try this. And like, you can just tell that's a gimmick and it's fine yeah we're just saying because of that you deserve the analogy that we created it's my today. gimmick too i take poo and put it in people's video game. yeah <laughs> you know in my video game analogy exactly so don't put poo in things is the bottom line all right i'm gonna do something real quick here that uh, we don't usually do but i'm gonna do it today and i don't know why i'm doing it but i'm doing it so enjoy this for a second where is it i lost it uh here it is hold your water oh no, you? that's not it shit where oh, is it i'll hold my water not that yeah. here we go 
All right, I just want to take a moment here and uh, and tell everybody about uh, these deals right now because they're really good this week, and I just think this is important to mention. I'm not a Monster Hunter player, but apparently Rise is a very good game, and people really like it. So if you're interested in that game, it's only $39.59, 34% off on Steam right now. So you should go get it. Another one I want to recommend is Inscription. We love that game around here. It's very cool. Uh, currently still writing it overwhelmingly positive uh, reviews. Uh, 13 bucks, 99 cents. Totally worth it. Down from 20 And Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is half off, but it also surprised uh, everybody by showing up on Game Pass the other day. So I wish John would have played it that way. I feel bad that John could never get over that dialogue, and I wish that would have been the I way you played it. I feel bad that I paid for it, too. Yeah. You didn't pay $15,000 for it. That's the that's problem. True. Enix was like, what a shit game. That didn't sell well at all. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, I else? I actually, yeah. looking for reviews, I went to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was going to be a, my dear Martha for this week, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Apparently, there's people like sending death threats to people who negatively reviewed that game. Oh, well, but, like, really? Yes. Well, I know I people get dumb about a lot of stuff, society. but that seems really, really. So dumb. apparently, I got to be careful when I call that game uh, not for me. You know, yeah. such a dreaded, uh, controversial phrase. Yeah, I quite like that game. Won't shut the hell up. I need to get back to it other. and beat it, but I also paid for it and wish I'd had it on Game Pass, and I actually like it so. No matter what. It's a good point. It's yeah. a good point, man. 80% off Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the Redhead Jedi. That's a good one. Uh, nine bucks. That is a good deal. That's yeah. a good game. Nine bucks for the deluxe edition. So you gotta, I'm looking at this this label for Guardians. Up front on the uh, the big giant uh, banner says, best narrative. And I and then I think of John. He didn't like the narrative. It, the story's good. Like, there is good there. The problem is, is it's just... It's like sitting in a room with my stepkids while they're fighting with each other mm. and saying, you want to do that for 40 hours? No. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to do it for an hour. Yeah. Like, I, I can't deal with that constant, like, just bickering and sniping at one another. Mm. Doesn't matter if at the end of the day they care about each other. Like, who gives a shit? They won't shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, you I don't know if you made it because I went to the page on Steam. Uh, Dragon Age Origins yeah. is two dollars. Oh, geez, that's uh, a worthy. Uh, that's a buy dime. it. Yeah, if you have that. not played Dragon Age Origins, just give two dollars. It's the best. It's the most valuable. Uh, it's the most value you're going to get for two dollars this year. It's uh, probably the best that series will ever get, to be honest. Yeah, and Ultimate Edition is six Canadian, probably five bucks. A, like, yeah, that's Stupid if you cheap. haven't played it, that's the buy. Uh, it's a really I'm good sure buy. It it's also up. obviously it's on Game Pass. You can get it there, but. Uh, yes, or it's yeah, EA Play if you get in Game Pass. Uh, but but even at that, own it on Steam for two bucks. Why wouldn't you? Yes, I agree with you 100. Uh, percent Finally, 50 percent off. Well, let's see two more of these. Uh, Village, uh, the Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil Eight, really. Uh, 50 percent off at 19.99, or I'm sorry, 29.99. Totally worth it. I love playing that with John. It's probably the only way I would have played it, but I really enjoyed it. Red Dead Redemption 2 down to $29.99. Rarely see that drop that low, so 50% off there. And finally, Mass Effect Legendary Edition with all those remakes that Bo... Didn't you turn it... What'd you do? You turned it back. I refunded I bought it and then refunded it. Yeah, so now, half off, or that's also up on EA Play. Yep. So there you go. Your deals of the week on Steam. Go check them out. All right. Uh, before we do anything else, we got to get this out of the way. That's a good question. Quick email from a listener. This is, uh, let's see, uh, Arik 
Oric, I believe is how you say his name. My dearest core crew. Oh, he sent these to talk to the core at gmail.com, by the way. Following your conversation about Destiny 2 being banned on the Steam Deck, I decided to give my thoughts on the matter. I don't think Sony PlayStation has anything to do with the decision. I looked into it a little bit, and Horizon Zero, huzzah, huzzah de Zero Dawn. Horizon, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn is already Steam Deck confirmed, as well as God of War. I, th- uh, I still think it's stupid, but I don't think Sony made the decision for them. I can't speak for what the reasons could be, but I don't think it's that. Uh, yours in this life and the next, Arik. Uh, well, look at that, John. I get a little reference there to your dear Martha's. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's good. I, I agree with you. Sony now owns them or will shortly. And that's, I think, the reference. I don't think Sony has anything to do with it either. But I think for some reason, even now, oh, the big news this week was the Steam Deck can install Windows officially. It's got drivers for everything now. It's all ready to go. So if you've got a Steam Deck, you can throw an SD card on there if you wanted with just Windows and boot that thing and play all your Windows Steam games that aren't currently supported natively on the Steam Deck. Uh, even then, they're not allowing it. So... I I don't know why Bungie is so opposed to this. It's very weird. I'm my tinfoil hat on. I'm gonna say Sony. I don't I don't care what evidence people bring. The fun part about a tinfoil hat is you don't knock it off with logic. But whoops, wrong one. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to play this thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bo, do you agree? Do you think this is a Sony decision? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give John his point. Like it makes sense. I support it fully. Yeah. I don't know. It's somebody being stupid. Like if somebody <laughs> like that's <laughs> we titled our show based on it. It's just it's it there. It's a person that's wrong who's in a position that, that they won't be told they're wrong. Whether it's Sony or Bungie. Yeah. It's just it's just the it's the dumbest thing and. I, I, you know, I, I don't understand how someone would 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 be in this position. I, I doesn't. It actually just doesn't make sense. Because mm-hmm. you're right, Sony is allowing other games on it, no problem. It makes it just makes no sense to anyone. They're honestly. just not multiplayer games of, as a service in those two other cases he mentioned. So maybe that has I, something to do with it. I don't know. Well, so you're gonna, I, you're, I, gonna play, you're gonna suck and play worse on the, like. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I gonna play on a Steam Deck? Like I want a mouse and keyboard if I'm playing a shooter, and if I'm good on a controller, fine. But Steam Deck is a controller. Like, yeah, I, I don't think it's the anti-cheat thing. Anyways, they have ways of detect cheating beyond anti-cheat, like reporting and stuff. Like, I, you know, if it's a good game as a service, it's not like all of a sudden there's some miracle exploit on this device that you couldn't install on your PC. Anyways, like. So, I don't know, man. I, I just, I think, I think somebody just doesn't like the Steam Deck, or maybe they don't like, I, I don't know. It's just something weird. It's a weird right. thing. It's very There's weird. There's an explanation, and yeah. it's not a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And I admit, mine is 100% a tinfoil hat. Let me be clear. Yeah. I, what it is, here's what it comes down to. Yeah. Like Bo said, I'm annoyed at someone because someone's messing up. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to vaguely point my annoyance at somebody yeah. and there's a, a box that says Sony and there's a box that says Bungie and Sony's done more recently to bug me. So I'm like, well, I'm aim it over there. Yeah. They've been making weird decisions. I don't understand a lot of Sony's decisions. I don't understand this decision. It must be them. Like that's the only thread I have that every now and then Sony comes out and they're like, we don't see any value in uh, releasing our back catalog to people or, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
their confusing system for um, up-resing to PlayStation 5 games or, I don't know, just the weird decisions they've been making there. It feels out of touch and out of date. And this feels out of touch and out of date. And I think I just go, all right, well, then it seems like it's a Sony thing. But I will admit, I have as much evidence as anybody does on that, which is to say none. None. And that is why it is a tinfoil. <laughs> I mean, because Bungie also makes weird decisions. Yeah. That is true. Like, you buy the they game do. over and over again, and somehow oh, that's they're, true. It's they're successful. Somehow yeah. this is okay. Right, so, Hold on, so I think John John just spent guys. sixty bucks just talking about this somehow somehow yeah somehow you <laughs> bought the, me the sixty dollars you you bought the River Queen expansion or whatever the hell it's called what's it called <laughs> Born on the Bayou Boy Destiny on the, Born two. on the Bayou Born on Destiny the Bayou. two and you and you didn't even know it just by talking about it you paid sixty bucks so uh, Bungie's weird also I don't know man like if it's grudges if it's whatever it's bad and dumb and not great for owners of that console so it's just who cares like i said just ignore it just let them play it if they want like it's it's a fly why do you why do you you know anyway it's really weird all right uh we're gonna do a mashup before we go today this is from jamie uh it is called sleeved for her pleasure Mm. oh boy you guys i don't know anything about this i've not heard it i'm nervous that sounds awful but we're gonna play it anyway me too so TMS mashups, thank you for this. Enjoy it, everybody. This week's core mashup. And also back then, there was only one flavor. Look at all these fancy flavors. Oh, they've got Back so in many. my day, there was only one flavor of balls, and it wasn't very good. And I'm stuck <laughs> in a corner, and the big beefy guy is eating my chode. Or, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd eat dragon beef. That's fine. Well, what if it was a talking dragon? Like, what if it's the, uh, like I super, am the last one, uh, like and then you're super like, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you have to purify dragon beef? Like, if it had magic in it, like, dragon you, wouldn't beef. Wanna, you wouldn't want to grow 50 nipples on your forehead <laughs> after eating <laughs> dragon beef. Like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> 50 nipples. Like a lube manufacturer, I'm tangentially connected. People think it's for their machinery, their machines, their, their robotic chocobos. No, it's for doing it. <laughs> it's WD forty for yeah. the robot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not what it was used for. It's They're for, doing something else. To it those it went chocobos. on a butthole. Yep. Just so you know, it went on a butthole. There was coitus. We know what's up. There was uh, coitus. So, uh, so well done there with the, uh, the follow up <laughs> podcast. That there will be dungeons. There was coitus. <laughs> there was coitus. <laughs> Their consolation will be an Xbox. Yeah, you'll still get the Xbox, but you'll have to face down the oily pipe of John's. Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. That's what they called me in high school, the oily pipe. Our old pal Siv loves it. He wants to have coitus with it. He wants to make love yeah, to it. There was coitus. Yeah. Here, our hot new there show. There will be coming. coitus. There will be coitus coming this fall. Check for it. Watch for it. What happens if you kill a dragon, eat it, and it comes back reborn? And you're like, uh. I'd be like, well, it worked out fine for you. Yeah. I just can't get this picture out of my head of a cow standing on two back feet going, move, 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 move. <laughs> like, shut up, cow. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't understand you. That means your food. Yeah. You must. I must <laughs> eat you. No, move. Like, I just can't. Hey, I got a product for you. It's called the Razor Gaming Finger Sleeves. It sounds fake. The way we just set it up. It sounds they fake, advertising too. Don't you yeah. think it sounds fake? Like, it sounds like something somebody made up. But I could see these being okay. Are they worth 10 bucks? Ten ninety nine? Probably not. Go cut your own from some pair well, of gloves. If, if they make your lady happy, it was in addition to being good for the game, maybe it's worth it. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> these would make... Oh, gross. So well, you, get, you get two little sleeves. <laughs> I mean, depending on the, 
know. They, anyways, moving on. <laughs> they make a lady happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't actually say sleeve for her pleasure in that, though. That's, no, a, that's no. a new one there, Jamie. You threw me. I thought we said the thing. Almost always is. All right. That was great. Uh, thank you, Jamie, for that. Please, please uh, keep making those because we love them. Um, all right. I think that's everything. Is it? It is. Yeah. I think we can call it a show. That's three hours. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Look at that. 236 plus bonus show for another 20 or 2530. That's three hours of content on a Thursday night. Look at that. Look at that content. You should be windmill slamming your Patreon uh, button and supporting us for Damn all this straight. content. We do put it. in more work than any other gaming show out there. I guarantee that's true. Uh, so go do it. Patreon.com slash core show is the place to do it. I want to shout out a couple of names here. Greg P. Saturanu and Christian Nicole. Uh, all of these people are great examples of fine patrons of the core Patreon. Would you like to be like them? I know you would. So head on over to patreon.com slash core show today and tell your friends about the show or review us wherever you find us. Filmsack.com uh, filmsack, fro- frogpants.com slash core is our website and uh, talk to the core at gmail.com is that email address once again. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Find Bo at Bo Schwartz, John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson and of course the show at core pod. The show streams every Thursday night at 5 p.m. Mountain. So wherever you are in the weird time zone change, you know, adjust accordingly. John had to, so you can too. Uh, That's here at twitch.tv slash frogpants. All right, that's going to do it. We need you guys to tell us your words of wisdom. John, let's start with you. Chief, with that many guns, there's no way you could possibly survive. I'll survive. Yeah, he'll survive. Uh, Chief. You know, this stuff writes itself. Now that you've met, you know, I'm starting to swing John's direction on, on Halo. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to think more about it. Uh, Chief, but, I don't care what video games are out. There's no way you can podcast about video games for three hours. No. I can talk about anything for three hours. That's right. But Chief, you know, like that. <laughs> uh, hey, Bo, uh, what would you add to that? I'd say, Chief, don't eat the diarrhea. Oh, don't eat. Ah, that's a great idea. Do not eat the diarrhea, everybody, but come back next week for more of this show. That'll do it for us. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Wesker. Jill. So you're safe. That's what I was going to say.